There you go. I'm a fa- I'm a fan of Cosmo. Hell yeah. Not the magazine. I <laughs> shit. It's like it's too late. It's too late. It's on record. I'm a fan of Cosmo. <laughs> I'll bring I'll bring him in one of these nights. So I need some surveying. <laughs> yes. Ten bolt action positions that'll destroy his. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> How to get over a tough bolt action loss. How there to we clean, go. Yeah. How to clean his rifle. <laughs> oh, God. Proper, proper upkeeping care of your man's barrel. <laughs> Let's get this rolling so we can get as far as we can get the first half done, and then we'll move on from there. Sounds right? good. That's, that's yep. also right. a Cosmo title. Yes. <laughs> Situation normal. All, all fouled up. This is Snafu. Welcome to episode 45 of Snafu. Tonight we're going to talk about Stalingrad. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. Eventually we'll get there, and then yeah, well, in the first half we'll do a bunch of other hobby updates and some other stuff that we're talking about, right? Well, tell people what we're doing when we're doing this, right? Right. Fair enough. Right. All right. So tonight with me, everyone is here. Say hello, Dale. Hello, Pat. Hey, and Jeffrey. Howdy. Sorry, Jeff. You like going by Jeff? I'm just no one. Do you get angry when someone I, calls you Jeffrey? No, I prefer to have it whispered in my ear, though. You know. <laughs> we got the Everyone at Adepticon that doesn't have coronavirus, come up and whisper in Jeff's ear. <laughs> but make sure you check your temperature first. Yeah, right, right. right. No anyway. handshakes. It's all head nods and elbows. Head snaps. nods, yes. Screw that. Yeah. We're bringing back that Demolition Man thing where like they wave their hands about six inches apart from each other. I was thinking about that, and I'm like, I want to shake my opponent's hands, but I really don't want to shake my opponent's hands. I'm going to, like... Do the fake handshake and be like, "Good luck." Yeah, I mean, spanking him on the butt is that okay? That doesn't sure. like you know, this cloth, you right? Could, it's okay. You could do the, the the psych where you put your hand out and then you like pull it back and brush aside <laughs> your hair. Instead of psych, you just yell coronavirus. <laughs> no, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, we're obviously we have lots of big events coming up, and we're getting updates on the daily from organizers about whether or not stuff is happening or not. So far, nothing's been canceled. I'm very shocked. shocked. I'm a little bit shocked, quite honestly. All right. So let's uh, let's start with hobby. Uh, so I, I'm first on the agenda, so I'll go first this time. I am painting some dudes. I've settled on a list for WTC. Not saying what it is. Um, has some dudes list. to finish up. It's, it is definitely bolt action. Uh, what else am I doing? I'm getting a bunch of stuff done for... For WTC, I put a, putting together some documents, working on getting pin markers and other weird random assortments of stuff. So there's that. That's what I'm working on. Jeff, what nice. are you working on? Uh, let's see. I finished up most of my army stuff for this year. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Early, wow, are you done? You're just like, I don't need to do anything more. Jeez. Well, I mean, like I usually pick an army to play every year, and I've got something like 120 different Americans painted at this point. So I think mm. I've got all the Americans done I need to get done. 
So well, you can do I, what uh, I do and shoot for one to one with your models to the actual army. I did that with the British. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's a company, I can get pretty close to a company of army and a company of marines right now. So there you go. Sweet. It's kind of ridiculous, but whatever. It's fun. Uh, so I've been printing terrain tables and painting them this month. Uh, I brought one into the club the other week, which I was very happy with, and then I've got eh, maybe three quarters of the next one printed, and I've just started painting it now. So, see, yeah. And then I've been working on a. I have a display board for Adepticon, but I had a really fun idea for a, a cooler and more involved display board. Uh, <laughs> but I'm having a little bit of trouble getting it printed correctly, so I don't know if that'll actually arrive or not. I. Uh, had a friend cut some STL files up for me. I had to really upsize a kit, and then I'm trying to print them at a higher resolution so they'll finish in a reasonable amount of time. But for some reason, my printer's decided it wants to layer shift about a two millimeters into the project, which is about two hours into the project. Oh my gosh! And it'll shift over about mm, half a centimeter, so it's still usable, but it looks janky as shit. And it's like, uh, why is that? I haven't figured out why that is yet. I'm still figuring, still troubleshooting that problem. Okay. So, you know, the basics of uh, going down a steep, deep rabbit hole 3D printing. Right. For hobbying. Okay. And I'm currently trying to slice up a Chiha here because I want to print one for the board. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. For the display board? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, for the uh, the ta- train table I'm making. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. The display right. board's currently printing in the back room, so. Currently. Cool. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, keeping busy. Yeah, as always, I'm sure. Dale, what are you working on? Um, I'm just playing a lot of bolt action right now. You really are. <clears throat> yeah, so um, just trying to learn how to play again and understand my list, those kinds of things. Um, in addition to that, you know, looking at other lists, things like that, just making sure that things are where we want them to be. I'm, um, I got the Frontline Gaming carrying tray thing today. Oh, the, the packable one? Nice. Yes, yeah, the yeah. packable one with yeah, um, the, with the mat. Yeah, that fits into it. And I'm thinking about um, like Jeff, like upping the display board itself to see if I can't find a way to get it to like match up with my army a little bit better. Because I want to use this not just for um, for Adepticon, but also WTC and Bug Eater. So, looking at that. Um, and I want to be WYSIWYG, so I've got to do a couple of weapon swaps on on some of my army um, to get that one complete and ready to go. So, um, and then I ordered, I figured out my solution for the airplane. Um, I've got a um, an airplane capable battle foam um, oh, carrying sure. case, and I just have foam in it now. But um, they've got uh, magnetized trays. A magnetized tray the, setup, the magnet trays or whatever they're called. Yes, and okay. so I I ordered those today, okay. and um, so I'll be magnetizing um, I'll be magnetizing those that army here pretty soon as well, and we'll see how that goes. How so. how big? Uh, which which army case do you have? Out of curiosity, uh, like the three five two, I think is what the it is. Three five two, and it's yeah, and it's okay. within carry on carrying size. It is, yeah. Oh, it's okay. it's smaller than that, so it yeah, might actually fit underneath my seat, so. Yeah, the Aer Lingus is actually a little bit smaller than our standard, which is the flight oh, that we're sure. all taking over. It's a, it's a little bit smaller than what the standards are. Especially, it's mm-hmm. also in centimeters, so that's you know confusing to us. Yeah, that that makes it impossible. Oh, the three five two. So is the pack three five two? Yes. Okay, I'm like mine's smaller than that one. Yes, I don't it is. think it makes trays for that. 
but uh, yeah, I, I still don't know that it fits within the the personal. I, I was looking. I was hoping to make it my personal item, whatever that is on the plane. Mm-hmm. Your purse for all those listening. Yeah, my purse. Because for all those who are listening, when you're flying, if you're not familiar, you get a carry-on, and then you can have one personal item, i.e. a purse for women, but men can have one too. And we're trying to all find cases that would fit inside that personal item slot, but it's a little bit tricky. I think yours might be okay. I don't think mine will. Uh, One of the dimensions is wrong. It's so. not it's not eight inches deep. That's the problem. It's like ten inches deep or something. It's it's doesn't quite fit within the space. But so anyway, any of the listeners out there, if you're familiar with the product that would fit underneath the seat of a plane versus in the carrier, like the stow and go above, um, send us a link. It'd be great. I, I'm curious if there's anything better out there than what we like. We've all got three different options. They're all pretty good. But if I wonder if there's like a bulletproof, like here's the silver bullet of all airplane airplane cases mm-hmm. you yeah. got kind of a tricky thing because your army might be bigger than some I don't yeah, know if so that I mean anyway. yeah I'm not I'm not too concerned about it if I have to um, I'll pay extra to board earlier to make sure I can actually put it above so oh good call yeah it shouldn't be shouldn't be that big yeah, of a definitely de- I'll, I'll, I'll slip someone a 10 and be like can you check your bag <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm, this is not going to get checked. I'm sorry, sir. Right. So, but yeah, that's you know, just keep on, keep on chugging away, looking for more games for anybody listening. We need more games. So, yeah, we're getting there. Yep. I wish I could had gotten as many games as you have gotten in, but I just it's not something in my cards right now. No, nope, that's fine. That's fine. Working on it. Working on getting all as many games in as we can. I'm actually appreciating the. Well, I'm not appreciating the two-hour rules for WTC, but I'm appreciating playing under them because I'm getting games in. Mm -hmm. It's forcing movement faster. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the rule set. Uh, Two hours is tight, but whatever. It's fine. We'll make it work. Oh, I was was talking more about the composition of the army. Oh, okay. We're not changing stuff. Like last episode, Paul said that, you know, there really wasn't much trouble getting games wrapped up, so I'm like... Okay, well, tournament speed you play faster because you're normally you're playing with somebody you know when you're when we're doing games around here like a club game. So side conversations get brought in inadvertently no matter what. But at tournament, sure. yeah, you, yeah. You've this first time you met the guy, and also the only thing you guys have in common is the fact that you both play bolt action. And you're not shaking so, hands. No, you're gonna flap your elbow at him or give him the give him the nod. Demolition man, I'm telling you, bring it back, yep. bring it back. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. We'll do something, but not not shake hands. All right, Pat, what have you been working on lately? Finally, after extensive this, like much like you, of every rendition possible, I did finally settle on oh a list, gosh. and it has nothing similar into what I first thought I was going to play. So, <laughs> <laughs> But it is also a bolt-action list. Okay. Uh, I do actually physically own all the models that I need. They're not painted, or if they are, they are models I painted three years ago that I'll need to touch up or, you know, whatever. So, that's done. The list is locked okay. in, and I'm happy I can't change it anymore, and I think I think it's a good list. Well, I Dale, you haven't... Do, Dale, have you sent in the list yet? I have, yes. <laughs> oh, damn, I was going to change it. I'm joking. Wait, one more change! <laughs> I was going to do the Romanians really quick. 
<laughs> no, they were due about three hours ago. Okay. So. Okay. Oh. I appreciate you doing that for us, Dale. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I'm just so. happy you guys were able to find something that um, that's going to work. So, are you happy with what we landed on, though? I I didn't. I never actually evaluated the lists along okay. those lines. And, and um, oh, interesting. In that one, because I we don't play the same, you know. And sure. something that would make me happy isn't necessarily what's going to make you happy. Well, I just I just tried to push you guys to make sure you've thought as much about them as you can. So. Sure. Right. That's all. No, that's fair. I mean, to clearly be in fair, that, we thought oh, far ahead. too much, clearly. Right. Yeah, we probably got in our heads a little too far. To right. be fair, Dale, I think half the models you're playing with, I purchased at one point. So I wanted to play that list a long time ago, and I just couldn't get to it. I and think that I list is one that we put together one night at, at Lute yep, or something. Pretty so. damn close, I think. We, yeah. I mean, yeah. Probably, I think my list might have had six of the one thing in there instead of three, but it the did, same yeah. difference. Similar Dark enough. Knights. Yes, no. So I'm machine gun teams, machine inexperienced machine gun teams. teams. like it. Yeah, yeah. So. so, yeah, so now I've got my hobby schedule is set in front of me. I, up until then, just because I didn't feel like painting models that I wasn't going to use, I did, I'm still doing some more work on the next Pacific board that I'm going to be doing. So I'm kind of liking the way that's shaping up. I think that'd okay. be pretty cool. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. There we go. Needless right. to say, my hobby queue is now full and is uh, blinking yellow because all of a sudden, what, we've got like three weeks before Adepticon, and majority of my WTC army is going to be also at Adepticon. So. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of kind of forget about that, too. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, I can't bring half of my stuff to Adepticon. Right. I'm going to have to figure that out, but that's a different story for a different day. I can hem and haw over that one for a while. When are Adepticon lists due? Uh, For Nationals, March 20th. Okay. Yeah. That's coming up here. Yeah, it's only 12 days. Yeah, it's not that far away, I guess. Well, Adepticon's not that far away, so there's that. So we're all... Super excited for basically the next tournament season. Jesus, it's like from here on out, we have a tournament a month, right? We have May off. Oh, you you get May off. That's right. Yep. I get April off. (laughs) I get June off, so I get May and June. We'll see. There's a Battlefield North um, tournament one day in May. Oh, there you go. There is. I didn't even see that. Son of a bitch. Yep. I'll have to find that. I'll sign up for that. Okay. Well, yeah, I might have to... Do you know what kind of a tournament that one was? Uh, I don't remember seeing any details other than it was in May, so I don't know if Jason has released that yet. So. Okay, fantastic. Okay, well, check cool. out Facebook if, you wanna, if you're in the Twin Cities area and you want to go to a tournament. It's a pretty good yeah. time. Battle that always looks fun. Yep. Yeah, those, those uh, one-dayers are pretty fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. We've got a hobby stuff out of the way. Now it looks like it's time to talk about rules because we apparently all have lots of rules in this book. Who, who knew that there are rules in the rule book? Well, right. Wait a minute. You must yeah, have a different right. rule book than me. Mine, uh, mine no, are all suggestions and guidelines. Yeah, refer- yeah referencing other books. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, different games. Like if you want to play like Warhammer, go do this. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> all right, let's start with the first one. Charging over obstacles or rough ground? Just uh, charging in general. I, I'm 
I don't even know, yeah. so someone else answer it. I have no idea. Which, oh, this is the one where we were supposed to interpret the rules for ourselves. Right. All right. Okay, all right. So what's the first step? What's the first step of charging? Measuring closest model to closest model? Yes. Issue an yep. order, pass an order test. Well, yeah, pass Issue, an order test. Obviously. Pass an order test. If, as long as you, yeah, I mean, sorry, I'm assuming you have no pins. So first step is measure between the closest models. Yep. Yes. If you are within range. Well, hold on. Yeah, there's steps in here, right? Yeah. There's steps. Determine if you have a clear line to them or not, because that's going to change the range you can charge. Uh, you can't run around? Yes, you can. You can run around. Oh, then it becomes simultaneous, though. Correct. Right. So right. determine if there's any terrain intervening. Yep. Are you talking about just the two models that are closest? Now, Correct. Or is that the entire units? It should just be the two closest models. Now, what if a model is in rough ground? What if half the unit is in rough ground, but the first guy isn't? Now you can only move six inches. I disagree. Why do you disagree? Because um, (laughs) closest model... um, So, it depends. Are you charging a unit that's in rough ground? Or um, are the two closest models not in rough ground? Uh, let's assume that neither of the two closest models are in rough ground. Well, okay, the so unit then that's charging has even one model in rough ground. Its movement is nixed down to six inches. Period. Uh, well, I I would say that the movement of the guys in rough ground is limited to six inches. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is this is exactly what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk this right for an hour right exactly here. Exactly why we're talking. Um, now, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you, Pat, but I am playing devil's advocate here. Okay. So, thanks. Um, I always needed that. When Pat's breaking the spine on his rule book right now. So, which is fine. So, um, like Jeff had mentioned, the, the once you've passed your check, the first thing is closest model to closest model yep. in the unit, and you. If you're able to successfully complete a charge, um, then everyone else in the unit falls in behind. And they are allowed to move farther than their normal movement allowance would allow them to move in order to close the gap. The ones you other can even, than the closest to, yes. Yes, and you can even move the charged models, the group that's being charged or assaulted, you can even move their models into close combat as well in order to put everybody into base-to-base base combat. To base. As much yep. as possible. So, um, rules as written is that if you are uh, leaving um, a defensive position, um, a barricade, sandbags, um, you know, dense terrain, a wood, something like that, um, you are limited to six inches. The FAC um, modified that, saying that you could run around the obstacle um, to exceed the six inch limitation. Um, but that's just running around obstacles. That's not the same as leaving dense terrain. Right. Um, and um, but you still, um, it still became simultaneous charging. Yep. Now, if you're charging a unit and the closest to closest, and the um, the closest model in the unit that you're charging is in dense terrain, um, and you are not closer than six inches, you automatically fail. Uh, because mm-hmm. once you hit that rough terrain, you Your stop. Your movement has changed. Yep. yep. Any amount of rough terrain slows you to six inches. Yep. 
Yes. So, also, when you charge and you are charging a unit that is behind a defended obstacle, like a, a fence, um, a hedge, a sandbags, um, you do not have to get into base contact with the unit. Um, you can get into base contact with the defensive obstacle and still count yep. as being charged. Yep. So, um, don't that forget does somewhere in there, the target does a, get a chance to react. Yes. Uh, this is obviously all before the reaction. So this yeah. does also kind of give you a couple of, depending upon how big your your obstacles are, it might, you know, it's not 12 inches to the model, it's, it's to the obstacle. So. Okay. That, and again, if any one of your units in the attacking unit is starting in rough ground, your movement is automatically stuck at 6 inches. Cor correct. Right? Well, um, we're, we're looking for, if you can show us where that, uh, I'm looking. I'm looking right now. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to get a source on that. Right. So well, that so so here we can it actually is. say this is, is where it is. In movement. Hold on. Movement. So the terrain table. So if you look at if you look at rough ground, if a unit is in rough ground, infantry are not allowed to run. It says no run in the table. Boom. So you can't page assault. forty-seven. Because you have to there issue a run order to assault. So if you are in Correct. rough ground. Your unit, you cannot assault. That's what it seems like. Cool. That's but it, I'm trying to figure out whether or not... Yeah, because like <laughs> oh, what you said... Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because what? <laughs> so if I've got... Well, the trailing guy of 10 is in the tree line, right? Hold on. I'm trying to find that part of the rule. That can't be right. Because if you're both in the same rough ground, why would why can't you assault them? Uh, <laughs> I would right? Say. Yeah, well, right. That's, that can't that's be what right. this chart is saying. This chart yeah. is basically saying, like, like Rick just said, if you're there's got to be more to it. You, there's got to be more to you it. You can't run. Got to be more to it. Yeah, there's got to be more to this than that. Hold on. I'm, okay. I'm reading through the fact to try to find something I'm starting right. out so far. So page 47, if you're looking at it, the unit cannot cross or move the chart. within this kind of terrain if it's if it undertaking a run action, but can cross over or move over with an advanced action. Okay, so there's that. So that's just moving. That's not. Yep. Charging. I'm trying to find the terrain, like where the terrain is, like right in front of the scenarios, isn't it? It should be in a, maybe in the. This makes section. this makes great reading, by the way, or yeah. great radio. Well, it's good thing close quarters. Podcast. Sometimes so, it's good for people to hear how we work the process. Though, right. Yeah. This is like how a TO would do this. Right. We're going right. to sit and look at it as if we are TOing this. Right. This is exactly how you should work a process when you have questions and rules. Very carefully and all at once. Exactly. So just to just to touch on the target react while you guys r ruffle that stuff off. The okay. Target, if they right. haven't got an order, you got it. Did you find the word? Yeah, well, I've got I've got a piece that you that you can read. All right. Okay. So page seventy six. There's a top secret box in the bottom left hand corner. Whenever the assault of the enemy has gone across obstacles or rough ground, thus being shortened to six inches, or when the defender is being fought across an obstacle or de described above, the defender has the advantage. Okay. So basically, it's because saying if any time it's rough ground, it's short. It's Shortened to six inches, right? So now it's a matter of finding whether or not if if a single model is inside rough ground. And Rick, is that your your first shaded box read? Uh no, I've, no, I <laughs> dude, I got I got all sorts of shit highlighted in my box in my book now, Pat. Nice, I like yep. it. Yep, I haven't gotten anything tabbed yet, but I'm working on getting it. Getting there, getting there. Okay. No, I don't know Good. if I'll tab it, but I'm definitely highlighting stuff now. Well, you need the tab to find what you highlighted. No, that's what the table of contents is, or that other uh, the other chart that you sent us. 
Yeah, I say I post an index for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The index is what I needed. That's all I really. And it's needed. actually it's actually accurate. I've used it like twice Sh- both times. Shockingly, it was on somebody, a page. It said it was on. <laughs> shockingly, like, someone cool. like put their shit together and like actually did it from them. Okay, so here we I go. Like it. Uh, assaulting through terrain. As stated earlier, when measuring the distance between the closest assaulting model and the closest visible model in the target unit, you must consider that the model must go around impassable terrain, but otherwise takes the shortest possible route. If this closest possible route crosses any obstacles or rough ground, the assault move, though still being a run move, is limited to six inches. Note that the defenders will also benefit from the defensive position bonus. So here it says that you're only concerned with the closest possible route between the closest possible models. If if that route doesn't cross or go through or begin in rough ground, I think you can make the charge. That, that's the that's the question though. If you start, if you have a model in or some of your models in rough ground, are you considered in rough ground? And I think you are. I think you only consider it if it's between the two closest models. Mm, interesting. So you put uh, nine of your ten bros behind right. a wall, one guy on the other side of the wall, so you're getting hard cover, not having to fire back over hard cover, and then you can charge 12 inches? Well, yes, of course you're doing that. But that also leaves you open because then your guy's not behind a defendant. Your closest guy isn't behind a defendant obstacle. Sure. Right? Okay. So if you get charged... Then you're going. Then they're going first, right? Or, I mean, yeah, but you should always be doing that. Period. I mean, that's just especially if you're assaulting. Um, but the question here, it's not the obstacle isn't the issue because we know you can even run around obstacles if you need to. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, the sure. rough ground. Okay, so you are you have nine of your guys in dense terrain. Yep. One guy standing outside the dense terrain. He yep. he's, he ends up being the closest to a unit, and so that's a full twelve inch charge. Yes. But I think out of the dense terrain. Well, let's let's. Yes, I want to clarify this. I want to make sure that's actually true. But I think that's just in order to successfully complete the charge. I still think that it's a simultaneous charge because you are vacating the unit is vacating a defended position. It doesn't say that. See, isn't this great? I have a few other words for it, but sure. <laughs> right? I mean, well, you know, the problem is, is like, they they have really streamlined the rule set. Like, I feel like this game is not as complicated as many other games we've looked at or played. And I appreciate that, but it does obviously leave some areas to be desired, right? This is one of them. But the trouble is, is it's a huge part of the game. And if you understand it, you have a massive advantage over someone who does not. Sure. Yeah. This is a this is a core good. component. It needs to be more clear. Yes. Right. So. Actually, it's interesting. You're right. It doesn't say that in regards to. Maybe it is just the two closest pos- the two closest models determine the entire thing. Well, and if that were the case. That would make sense to me because, okay, so think of it from the cinematic theme point, if you will. This one guy in your unit is sees someone that, you know, gets the order to charge. He takes off. The fight starts with him initiating, and as he's fighting, the rest of his guys eventually catch up. They may not get there the exact same second he does, but they're going to go help out their bro. Right? Yeah, it still seems 
Yeah, it still seems so weird to me. The, the order to charge, the guy says, okay, I got the order, I ran and charged. Not, you know, whatever. The rest of those guys are still getting off of the tree branch they were hanging on for cover or jumping the last little piece of shrubbery to get involved. He's going to get there first and start the assault, and they're going to catch up eventually. That, I don't know. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's just the way to think of it. Just having, just looking at the rules, I hate saying rules is written, but just kind of as it's spelled out, um, it really does seem to indicate that the two closest models indicate whether or not a charge is successful via the closest possible route and whether that specific route um, crosses any obstacles or rough ground and sets everything else in motion. Because once that's successful... Um, whether it's because it's close enough and it survived the retaliatory or the reactive fire, um, everyone else just moves into contact. And it, it explicitly says that they can move farther than they would normally be allowed to if they right. if it exceeds their movement value. If oh, their movement I value mean, was six inches. I mean, by that argument, though, Dale, you could say that you could charge across the board because it, it doesn't, you're not, you're not like, well, no, the, the, it's limited to twelve inches between the two right, closest the first models. Two, the first two unit. closest models have to be within twelve of each other. Correct. But if you've yeah, got so the Congo line of guys that take up another, you know, right, another eight inches. If you're congoing your cavalry, then yes, you there's a rubber band. It stretches out and it all snaps forward if mm-hmm. if that front guy gets within within range. That follows. Okay, but then still my okay. Here's the problem I still have. Is that terrain chart still says that if you are in rough ground, you cannot issue a run order. The assault move requires you to make a run order. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm telling you right here. I mean, it says assaulting enemy unit has to tank must be ordered to make a full speed, i.e., run. Oh no no no! So it doesn't say. Uh, so it says an, uh, an example is run. It must be able to strike the target by driving straight forward without maneuvering. Oh, I'm that's, reading the tank, tank one, yeah. but sorry, sorry, I'm reading tank yeah. assault. Yeah, but it doesn't make a difference. It still says it's requiring that. Um, yes, let's go to the actual assault rules. So, right, the defensive box position, the top secret position you were reading earlier, like mm-hmm. said, whenever the assault of the enemy has gone across an obstacle or rough ground, it doesn't. It doesn't say that they started in it. Right, I'm saying like if you're in rough ground or you're hiding behind a piece of, like, what does that look like? Yeah, well, so I think if, you're if you've in- got. If you've got two units in the same dense terrain and they're three inches apart, you're saying that you can't charge? I, I don't know that. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. That doesn't make sense to me either. It kind of, like, uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But, I mean, that's what right. it says, right? It says you're in rough ground and you can't run. And oh, is, a run order a, is a charge a special run order or is a charge an actual run order. Um, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Right? Alright, should we should maybe circle back to this one or you know, kick the No, no, damn it, we're going no, <laughs> we're going to fast forward through this. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to look anymore. Well, 74 is a great place to look. Alright. Um, I guess we should probably circle back. Because this is going to this is going to eat me up inside until we figure it out completely. Yeah, we'll table this one. This one, um, rules as written, is you cannot issue a run order. Um, yeah, it says it must be given a run order, and the player must also declare the unit is making an assault. Yeah, so the um, 
and then uh, there's no specific exception to in the in the assault rules that lets you assault from hardcover uh, or rough ground. Then you cannot you cannot charge in rough ground or out of rough ground. So there's so there's your there's your answer right there in regards to if you've got one unit one one guy in your unit in the rough ground, you can't you issue can't a run order. Yeah. Right. But you can run from a building, so you can assault from a building. Well, that yep. doesn't count as rough ground. Though. Right, no, yeah. I know. It's just anything else that's rough ground, yeah. But it's only so, rough ground. If you're defending an obstacle, it doesn't none of this matters. So, like, most well, of the time, this isn't going to matter. You can't charge out from that obstacle because you, well, unless you can run around it without without going over it. Yeah, an, an obstacle doesn't count as rough ground. That's different. So Right, right. You can't issue a run order over an obstacle, but you are limited to no, six you, inches. No, you can do a, yeah. Yep. Yes, it's just the rough ground thing. God, sure? yep. charging's great, right? Mm. Just guys, don't well, assault anybody. You know what? It's just stop no, it. Be so, nice. so actually, going through it step by step. No, it's no pretty assault. straightforward. So, page forty-seven, the table says because we're gonna. I'm just correcting you as we go. Uh, this is the addendum to the list. Infantry are not allowed to run over an obstacle. Period. They'd have to run around it. If oh, you then can, you have to run around it. You can run around it or advance over it, but you cannot run over it. Okay. Yeah. Track yeah, vehicles yeah, no, can no, no, run no. over it. Yeah. So that's probably why that you you're allowed to run around it. So. Right to get that full move, you would be able to run around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To get the twelve inches, and I believe that is allowed in the rules. I don't know that I can specifically point to that. It's in part the fact. It's in the, it fact. Is in the fact. That's in. The I fact. thought it was in the fact. So yep. some of this is it's there's so much there's the problem right now is that and this is this is exactly why it's probably hard to interpret is interpret is that there are like pieces of rules all over the book. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to like if reference like this rule and then that rule and then look at them, try and make them match them together. And that's not making it very easy. Right. So um, nobody knows the answer to this one still. <laughs> so if you I, are. I think, no, I think, I think we, we found it. I think, I I think we know there. it. Yep. Okay. okay. Why don't so we recap if then if one, we think we found it? So right. if you have a unit that has a unit of nine guys or ten guys or whatever, and one of those guys happens to be in rough ground, you cannot issue a run order to that unit. Correct. Right? So they can assault. Cannot so assault. They cannot, cannot assault. Okay. Because yep. it's, not, it's not an open option to them. They can only get an advance order. Yeah, and if there's and only if, one guy in the rough ground, it, if it provides any kind of cover, it doesn't give if, him cover. And if you have, if you are in the same dense train with somebody and separated by the inch or two, you have to move out of that rough ground with an advance order, and then next turn you can issue a run order to a six-inch charge to them into the <laughs> into the rough ground. Yes, actually, that's correct. <laughs> that's so it silly. Defies a little bit of logic, but at least on the upside, when you move bit, out of the rough ground, bit. you're going to you're going to shoot him at point blank once first. I, I you take uh, a shot back at point blank too. Yeah, yeah that's right. the problem. Is just... but so interestingly enough, any small teams you set up in rough ground will not be charged um, from other units inside the rough ground. So. In the same rough ground, yeah. right? Which I'm, I was thinking I'm... about Dale in our game last week, where I had that oh, wait, squad. <laughs> It, do, it doesn't seem right at all. But I was thinking about you know charging the failed charge just to get into the cover, yep. So that at least I had cover from your other units, and then charging you from there. But uh, and this, I guess that wouldn't have been able to work, right? And here, also, you cannot 
Let's run across obstacles. Let's run so if, if closest to closest, um, now you can run through your own guys, um, but you want to be careful with your positioning to make sure that you're closest, um, if you're interested in charging, that your closest man isn't behind the obstacle. So, I mean, there's no other way around it. Um, because if your closest guy happens to be in the middle of a pack, he might have to run all the way around that obstacle, and then he might be too far away. So. Hmm. Yeah. I think oh charging just got a little bit harder. So. It yeah, see, like here's... It. This feels to me like one of those things where we're getting down in the weeds, and you're going to go to a tournament, and a guy's going to be like, "That's not how tar- this is how it works at all." And it's just going to be a huge argument. And the Tito's going to wander over and be like, "What are you stupid? No, you just if you can get there, you can go." And be like, "That's not what the rules say." Right. And then this you're going to get like into getting this super hour long combat. Yeah, uh, hour long combat, hour long discussion, or you're just going to be like, "Whatever." Well, combat might be the right word. Oh, and so that's why that's why we talk about it on the podcast. Well, I agree. Right. Get it out there. And, and so, then, and, and what I'm saying right now is our current conclusion is wrong, and I'm just trying to figure out why. <laughs> right, and, it's, without reading every single thing in here, it's really hard to do. Right, and I don't disagree with you, but if I walk up to a tournament and I play it the way that we've discovered to play it, I can show in the rule book exactly why it, where it says that this is how you're supposed to play it. Yep. So that's why I think there's something we're simply missing. Okay, and I, that's that's very yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm thinking we're clearly missing something right now. There's, there's some piece of this we're not seeing at the second, and I'm going to start looking for okay, it. Okay, so so here's here is a caveat that I'm seeing now. I'm like I'm digging through this because I'm I'm curious. So it does wow, say I didn't realize this was going to be the episode, right? This is the episode. <laughs> yeah, but this Charging is very Stalingrad. There's our title. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So here's the thing, though, Pat. Stalingrad's going to be a lot of dense terrain, right. a lot of rubble piles. So this rule is going to be key to have your to be exact on the rules here when right. you play a game. Okay. Sure. So this does say, it doesn't say anything about being in rough ground, but it does say that if the closest possible area crosses obstacles or rough ground, the assault move, though still being a run move, is limited to 6 inches rather than 12. What does it so say about it, starting? In it it yeah. doesn't say anything about starting. So we're still... Well, it just says if you're it, moving across it, yeah. you're, you are limited to 6, but it does not stop you from getting uh, running through it. Right, it just means you're limited to a six-inch move versus a twelve-inch move. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you can run into you can run into rough ground. Oh, I suppose right. that's true. Actually, but in, in all circumstances, then, yeah, yeah, then your range is down to six inches. But the, I think the, what we're looking at here is in the specific circumstances, starting in rough ground. Right. And what it sounds like is that they're saying that starting in rough ground, you cannot even be issued a run order, so no charging. Yep. As right. silly as that sounds. That seems to be what the rules are as written. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily silly. I think the silly thing is, is if you are close enough and you're both in rough ground, technically you can't charge each other. Right. Um, but I mean, you think about what rough ground is supposed to represent. I mean, you're not running through that. <laughs> you're just, right. You're being, you're bogged down. You're being slowed. If you run, you're at risk of separating yourself from your unit. All that kind of stuff. So it's real, you know, kind of careful. So, you know, that being yeah. said, we don't usually play with a lot of rough ground on our boards. So, and we we have lots of obstacles. Yep, sure. Which is which is why placement of the closest to closest is really important. 
that makes a bigger difference. And I, you'll see far more obstacles than you will rough ground. But some of the stuff, like Jeff said, Stalingrad, there was probably there's going to be a fair amount of rough ground. Should I remember scenarios in the Fortress road Budapest. to uh, or road to Berlin that was the entire board is considered rough ground. Yeah, like I remember those scenarios being. And like, you'll see a lot of the same rules about that rubble and stuff yeah. in Stalingrad, too. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Like, it yep. makes perfect sense. I think the same exact chart is in there, as a matter of fact. Sweet. That that thing was nasty, though. It was so brutal. You did not want a super heavy in rubble, that's for damn sure. No. No. Right. <laughs> no. Unless you, unless you didn't want a super heavy anymore. If you want it turtled on its back, yeah. that's <laughs> Right? Because that, wasn't that one of the results? It could slip and roll no. over? Well, I think one of the results was just simply destroyed. But we'll yeah. we'll catch that on uh, we'll catch that later I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. are, are we? Do we feel good about charge or do we need we, to? We, no, I don't feel good about it. I at don't all, feel good at all about it. Right? Like, I know what the rules say, so I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just it seems like there's something we're missing. I agree expect, with Jeff that it's expect something. Expect to follow different. up on this one and possibly right? even a, possibly even a Facebook conversation and. And Paul Walker, you said you listened, so expect a question coming your way from our team captain. Right? Oh, uh, I can't handle the WTC. I can't ask questions anymore. That's got to go through our representative. Okay. Oh, All you right. got shut down. All right. <laughs> well, the whole group—it's like just a reminder. This isn't a group for asking questions. This is a group for us telling you what to tell the t- your teammates. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Ouch! <laughs> it's turning into a kind of a shit show in there anyway. As far as I could tell, it seemed like there was a lot of crazy shit going on. <laughs> Right. For All those right. that don't know what we're talking about, Dale is the captain of USA Team 1, and there's a captain's chat that's going on between the other team captains. And that's, that's what Oh, that man. It's, there's some brutal shit in there, I'm not going to lie. It seems cringy at moments and super awesome at other moments, so... I, it's a thing. I'm just, glad, I'm just glad Dale filtered it all four of us and only gave right? us the stuff that really right? was relevant <laughs> or comical. Or both, yeah. Right. Or both. Okay, let's move on to the next rule. Vehicles yeah. failing an order check. Uh, beep, beep, move out of the way. I'm driving off to the sunset. Right, the directly backwards as per advance. Right. Don't turn, just so full, if, if, full, order, full run. So I mean, it's it, fast as they reverse, can Reverse is half move, but it's backwards. Yep. So if you, if you are a track vehicle, you're moving back four and a half inches straight back. Unless you're what, if you're, what if you're on a road? If you're a tracked vehicle on a road and you're reversing? Nine inches. Because all okay. movement fully on a road is double. Unless and your then, straight back up takes you off the road, then it's four and a half. And then, then yeah. what if you're recce? Nine, you go 18 inches on a road. You go your yeah. full move, right? You go your full move yep, back. Re- okay. Your recce reverses a full move. Yep. Now, if that's if, if you fail an order check... Yep. Do you get to take advantage of the recce, or do you only get that full reverse move if you actually recce? No, it's your full. Your, it's your rate of speed in reverse. Okay. Right. All right. Which recce gives you full full move on a, on a reverse, if I remember correctly. All right. Yes. We looked this up because it 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 became a thing when I realized I could back up my full nine on my tracked vehicle to turn and shoot at your gas. I think it was. I don't know which one. Whatever one. So, so now Recky, when they back up, they're backing up at an advance rate, which does allow them a turn. Two if you're wheeled. Does it? But that's only in an escape, though. 
I think that's just an escape, not not a failed order check. I think failed order check right. is just simply just jam in reverse and GTFO. I, I think you were full full advance back, no turns. I didn't uh, think he could turn unless you had dual direction steering. No, recce vehicles can turn in reverse. Okay. Dual directional steering allows you to make a run rate escape move. Mm. Okay. Yes. So basically, dual directional steering, it doesn't matter which way you're pointing. You drive the exact same in both both ways. Right. So you can make two turns on the advance going reverse. Correct. With dual direction steering. Cool. I never yeah, use vehicles, so I don't know any of this stuff. Or they certainly don't have recce, so... <laughs> That's some next right. level shit. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, and uh, there's an art form to recce. Yeah, and that's highlighted beautifully in some of the some of the cav lists that uh, Ian has put together. Dave as well. So Dave is also a. a I would put them as you know you know high tier yep. ranking of cav user. Yeah. Yeah, horse masters. There you go. Oh wow. Okay, so uh, so those dual direction. Uh, Recce vehicles we were just talking about. If yep. they fail an order test, they will reverse at a run. Oh, there you go. The dual direction or all recce? Uh, dual direction. Okay. <laughs> so they are hauling ass. Send that auto blinda yeah. way away. Uh, Puma, too, right? Puma is dual directional? Puma is dual direction, I believe. Uh, I'm just looking for anything else that stands out. There is another thing that I actually wanted to call out about recce that I thought was interesting and is, pertains to WTC. Is that recce vehicles can actually spot hidden hidden units further away? Right. Eighteen mm-hmm. inches, I think. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. I think it's a thing. Um, so, yeah, but the the big thing is most non recce vehicles straight back until you hit right, the edge yeah. of the board or an obstacle or a unit or something, and then you stop, and then you get the down order dice. Mm-hmm. So, again, unless you're a recce vehicle, when you move backwards, there's no no turning. There's no turning. It's straight. Straight. And and you certainly can't back up some turn and then go forward as part of an advance. Nope. No, nope. no going back. So. Yeah. Oh, and there's some if, interesting stuff in here, by the way. And clearly, you um, don't go back if you've been previously immobilized. So. Right. You basically don't do anything at that point. You get the down order, which means anything assaulting you doesn't have to worry about hits on fours, infantry hitting on fours instead of sixes for having an advance order next to you. So yeah. Sure. That's a that's a big thing. So if you read if you read it the way that I just read it and I'm making sure that this is not true, is that uh you are allowed to turn, but I don't think you are. Because it's if they're combining the two rules like as if you were a recce vehicle and you just advanced, but it also says if you failed an order check. Then, and then it like conglomerates all the stuff together, but it doesn't exactly explain the differences. Like when you fail an order check, what happens? Well, it seems very that. typical. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to be clear and concise when you're doing rules? Right. Why do you have the certain amount of vagueness to things to make it fun. Yeah, right, right. If the vehicle has visible, so you have to have. So, by the way, if you fail your order check, you have to have an enemy visible to your front arc. Otherwise, you're just down. Yeah. So, yeah, and then visible. it makes a reverse move if able to do so, going down and represents blah blah blah. 
I like the blobby blah. Is that actually in there? Mm-hmm. No, it's basically all the other some stuff we just just talked about. Right. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Everything. So yes, if you read the the vehicles and orders on one hundred, it does say that they move reverse. But it doesn't. Well, it doesn't say. It just says it has to make a reserve move. It a reverse move. It doesn't say it can't turn. Doesn't say it uh, can. the reverse move though says you can't turn. Yeah, unless you're recce. Right. Unless you're recce. In which case, then you can turn. Right. And so, if you fail, you can still turn. If you're recce. Right. Yeah. That's if what I was are. trying to figure out. Right. If you're okay. recce. If you're recce, that's the thing. There you go. So that's another rule. Right. We're going to no spend more. four hours talking about rules. As no more, read them no more the backing up, turning, and then going forward to shoot stuff. Stop doing that. That is the thing that I've seen too many times, and you're just like, you can't go both directions. Right. <laughs> you go one or the other. It's a pick, it's a, pick a, a lane, big guys. tank. It, it's, yeah. it's called momentum, and it doesn't change it very fast. <laughs> just ripping the gears <laughs> out of the transmission. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're going to be out uh, doing the Rockfords in the, in the backfields of the... Right. 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 Yeah. Well, they can do that, though, right? I mean, they can slam one wheel. Right? Most of those are independently tracked, right? So they can... Not actually all of them. Okay. Especially World Universal War II. Universal Carrier. Okay. Universal Carrier was the first and most common one to do that because they actually have a yep. rule that they can spin on the spot. They can rotate 180 and then move forward. So and just they're... spray lead everywhere? That'd be cool. No, that's usually they do that in the GTFO maneuver uh, or a recce. <laughs> They spin around 180 and take off. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of World War II tanks turn by locking your left side, or locking one side, and just pushing the other one forward. Okay. So right. It's, it's, it's less of a turn in place, is more of a, like a, a short like circle a, drag a skid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Skidding around on one side. Okay. All right. So it's not quite as cool as I think. Your well, modern no. Abrams might be a little. Might have well, a little yeah, yeah. I would there, hope yeah. the new ones are are independent. I would hope, but maybe not. I don't know. Might be too much gear inside the inside the big giant turret or not turret the hull. Who knows? Okay, let's go to the next one. He he, exceptional damage versus artillery. That just blows it up, dude. Yeah, what's the question on it that? Does it just takes it off the table? So right. okay, so basically this so is that, the question that we've seen before, right? So that that's what takes the gun off the table. Now mm-hmm. that's the only thing that takes the gun off the table. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. A sniper, Otherwise, the crew exceptional damage doesn't. Does correct. Not. Uh, when the crew is killed out, the artillery piece will stay there till the end of the game. With the dice oh. next to it, correct? With the dice sitting next to it, yes. Yep. And at the end of the game, if it isn't recruited, then it counts as a casualty. Not the end of the turn, end of the game. I have right. a follow-up question. Was, sure. What happens when I tank shock an artillery piece and crush it? It's gone. You crush okay. it. That's then, then I take then I take the dice off the board. Yes. Yep. You spi- yep. you're considered spiking the barrel or whatever. You've done something to <laughs> uh, tracking the if barrel. Infantry assault, it, yeah. If infantry assaults and kills the crew, then the gun is also removed. But if the crew is removed from okay. shooting, it stays there. Or, right. Yeah. Or more likely a panic check, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. So and H E will only take out the actual artillery piece if it has the exceptional damage. So, but okay. otherwise, that gun stays right. there till the end of the game with the order dice next to it, until you can find a way to recruit it. Which, by the way, you need to have you can only move twelve inches, and it better not be rough ground, or it's not going to happen. So, 
But it is possible. I know a lot of people play it till the end of the turn, and I've done that before too. But I read through it. I'm like, no, it stays there till the end of the game. Right. So just mind yourself not picking up that dice. Right, because yes. that dice doesn't is not go does not go back in the bag until Correct. it's recruited, and then you would be able to use that dice again. Yep. Now the question I have it, it's just picked up as normal at the end of the turn. You don't get to like immediately put it in the bag if you recruit it or anything like that. It just waits until at the, the end turn. of the turn. If it's recruited, it would go into the bag. Yes. Right. That's, they say that, that seems to make no sense. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. That'd be, that'd be wicked if they got to instantly like turn it to ambush or something when they got there. Like, yeah, oh right, let's go. Yeah. I got a follow up question. Oh, all right. Sure. So, medium mortar, yes, sir, is not artillery. Correct. Correct. Um, uh, it's a team, infantry team. Yep. Um, so that can be snipered off. Yeah. Yes. Um, heavy mortar. It's also, still a team. Also a team. Yep. So can that be snipered off? Yes. Yes. No. Why would it not? Because it's got four guys on it. It's an Some infantry. And? It's an still infantry a team, team weapon. weapon. Well, I, I I shot one and didn't take it off the table earlier today, so I screwed oh, that rule. Well, you should have. <laughs> well, you should have. <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> so, well, I'm, I I I was thinking, oh, there's four guys there. That's Dude, an artillery piece. Heavy mortar. That's pretty. That's pretty uh, gutsy or not that's gutsy, something. But yeah, that's I like. I actually language. like heavy. It's kind of mean and nasty. Well, when you got good snafu dice like I have, then. All that indirect adds up. Yeah, you do. Sure. Did you wait? You have a heavy, or no? He had a heavy. He had one. Okay. So. I was okay. just yeah. I just I always considered a heavy to be artillery, and it, it just occurred to me that that wasn't the case. So. Yeah, that is not the case. Yep. <laughs> sure. So, also important distinction between team weapon and artillery is a team weapon can in fact charge see our previous discussion if that's possible they can charge and then later will regroup to their weapon artillery units are never allowed to charge and they say that specifically right. in the artillery right. section so there's there's infantry there's artillery and there's vehicles as far as like when you're talking unit types so look at what the unit type is infantry which are team weapons subject to sniper exceptional damage artillery which are artillery and have their own set of rules and of course vehicles so Okay. There's, yeah. There you go. For whatever that's worth, I don't know what that's worth. I just figured it. It's worth something. No, worth something. Sure. Yeah. All right. The next one, I don't know what is the uh, the question is either, but outflanking and reserves. This is just more of a open this up to philosophical. What you guys Uh-oh. think of doing Ooh. these particular maneuvers? Are they value? Uh, a lot of scenarios uh, require reserves. Many of the scenarios only imply that you need reserves and mm-hmm. what do you guys think of the outflanking when you're leaving potentially a serious unit off board for at least two turns I think there's times it's extremely useful mm-hmm. it can definitely it definitely is useful I think I think the frustration I have with it is is like in an outflanking in practicality between like in like an actual war setting outflanking would be a surprise Right? Sure. Is it really a surprise in this game that you're like, I'm outflanking? Well, I've got a 50 50 shot of guessing in which side you're coming in, and I can usually make an educated guess as to which side you're actually coming in well, on. And, and you declare that a unit's outflanking, so there's very right. little surprise. Right, that's what I'm saying, is there's very limited su- surprise, and that's kind of the. Un- 
it's a little bit tricky in a sense that you would not be able to like it'd make the game a little more complicated if you had to not declare it but I don't know that's that is one of my beasts with it I do like I agree with Jeff that there are times where it is extremely valuable um, and can help swing a game I like reserves but mm-hmm. I, I it just depends on the it just depends on the scenario and what you're doing well let's dive into what are those scenarios where outflanking um, can be very valuable Ooh, all the ones that all the ones that can that allow you to outflank uh, so it, I think it depends on your army and how you want to play your army, right? So the way that I've done it, and this is not to give away anything, I think, is I'm trying to be careful doing this. Well, why don't we why don't we go why don't we go to Jeff then? Yeah, right. sure. Why don't you sure. kick us off on this? Yeah. Well, I, Phyllis, the thing is though is that outflanking is always always useful and it's always good because um, you just have to play for it and plan for it to have your unit come. You know, you so I know I've got a unit outflanking from the left side, right? Right. Now. I watch how my opponent deploys. If he deploys light on that side, maybe I maybe I deploy heavy to that side, and I push up, and I've got reinforcements coming in. Or maybe it's a bluff, and we fight heavy on the other side, and then my outflanking unit comes into an open side, and suddenly trouble in his backfield. So sure. I, I always find outflanking useful, but you have to prepare for it with your list and know you want to do it. And one other point to put on it, you like reserves... If your outflanking unit com- becomes available and you don't like the side you picked, like he's stuffed all his stuff over there and you're like, this is a shooting gallery and I'm just going to die if I come on, Yeah, you can still come on your back board edge. Right. Mm-hmm. Or yep, your family doesn't mention can that too. Come on yeah, So you're, you're not committed to having to come in on oh, that okay, side. Hold on this. You're right, yeah. Right. Well, so, right. So I think it's extremely an extremely useful and powerful ability that you have to plan ahead for a little bit. You shouldn't sure. just willy-nilly some unit off to the side because then, you know, you might make a mistake and, and put a unit you really need it on the board for. It. You're paying for it with that that unit is basically out for almost half the game. Right. They yeah. can't come in until the third round. Right. And if it's a slow game and you're on a time limit, eh, I'd start sweating. Yeah, it's not making an impact early game. Well, it, and it is still making an impact, right? So if you have a, you know, an eight-man veteran engineer squad with a flamethrower sitting off on the side, yes. you know, with a with a truck that's got a machine gun on top of it, it might make somebody sweat. Lots of people. <laughs> everybody <laughs> yeah. with a truck and a flamethrower. Yeah, I mean everybody squad. that has access to an engineering squad will save that or, engineering squad for later. Or SMG kill squads and trucks. Right. I don't, yeah. What? What? These, yeah. These, so that's also groundbreaking very information sure. on snafu right. tonight. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Well, but the idea there, right? So the premise of them, you like, and this is why everyone does it, and this is why it's it's valuable, is it. It preserves that dice or preserves that flamethrower, and it doesn't commit it early. It's and, two rounds. You know, it's not being shot at. Right. It's not getting sniped off the board by something. Like nobody's yep. trying to get to that. Because I mean, dude, if anybody sees a unit flamethrower and they have a sniper on the table, it's kind of priority one. Maybe not priority one, depending on what. Pretty you high got. priority. It's priority, priority one or two, four or five, depending on what you yeah, got with on the, the table. With six inch right? rage, it's got time. Yeah. Yeah, but you still want to make sure it's gone, right? If if it's an outflanking, you can't shoot at it because it's not on the table. I mean, that's very maddening of me to say, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're not wrong, no, right? I mean, that is it right. is another strategy of outflanking is it does preserve that unit from getting early shot. Well, it essentially think about it as moving up every turn. It's moved up twelve inches. It it's kind of like it advanced without shooting. Mm-hmm. And that flamethrower is not doing anything in the early two rounds anyway, so... Yeah, nor to get stuck in rough ground or obstacles. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. But I also mean, but also keep in mind, no matter how badly you want it to, they can't charge from off the board, no matter how badly you want it to happen. Yeah, but, you know, a truck dropping a unit in front of something and putting it at point blank is still pretty nasty. Very. It is. Like, it's... Can be a it can be a really it can swing a game for sure. So all right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna rain on the parade a little bit. Uh oh. Let's let's do let's do an optimal scenario. Your truck okay. with your engineer squad with your flamethrower. Yep. Um, on turn three or four, when do they come in to drop right in front of the squad that you want to? Well, take hopefully out? after they've gone. Sure. So yeah, as late um, as possible. As yeah. late as possible. So yeah. let's go with turn four, basically. Oh, I, I meant in the, in the round. Yeah, right, I meant in the round as well. As in the turn, not not necessarily in well, not going uh, yeah. in turn so, four. But. Yeah, so here's here's my point. Um, how often do you actually get the kill on that squad? 80% of the time. 85? Yeah. And then if you, you eliminate the first, squad? Yeah, you bet. If you, if you had to I'm go first and then their outflankers come in behind, they do the same to you. It's been my experience. So um, I think that 80% is actually high. I'll be perfectly honest. Well, you're not playing them right then. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've I've never seen it go off in all the games I've watched. Hmm. Seriously? Yes. Wow. Yeah, really? Just because you're watching my games and I can't roll for wow. the life of me. <laughs> and so, well, I mean, okay, okay. so Finish your thought. Finish you, you come in um, and the only way you eliminate the squad is if the flamethrower goes off and it hits, and they fail their morale check. It depends on which unit you have, too. Like, so, like, the German Pioneer Squad, they can have a boatload of SMGs in there, too. Right? So they can have five or six SMGs in, on top of a flamethrower. And right. that unit's pretty dangerous. It's more dangerous than what you've been seeing. Okay. Um, but, again, yeah. optimal scenario, it, it goes off. Okay. Sure. So... Um, in order for that to happen, you need a pretty large pioneer squad. Yep. Um, and you need your opponent to have effectively allowed it to happen. Right? Yep. So it's gone off. You've eliminated. You've eliminated that unit. Um, what are the chances are that sh- that the amount of uh, points and activations you've sacrificed to eliminate that one unit is actually worthwhile? Well, keep in mind, it's not about how many points the unit's worth in most circumstances, right? Like, the, it's a dice, mm-hmm. and it's whether or not you're holding the objective at the end of that is what matters, right? If, for instance, point defense, you're standing, you've got a unit standing on an objective, mm-hmm. okay? Well, you bring the flamethrower in with a, you know, with a bunch of SMGs backing it right. up. Now, if you wipe the unit off the objective, I don't care if your unit was worth 20 points, removed you from the objective and now I've put my scary unit on top of the objective. Okay, and so that I think is a good scenario where outflanking could potentially be worthwhile. But we're talking about um we're talking about point defense. So that um that objective is in your opponent's deployment zone. So it's not turn four that you're you're rolling up, it's turn five. And you better it's, not miss that roll that close to the end okay. of the game. Right. We're, we're talking very hypotheticals here, and it's difficult well, to say that, I'm, but I, I, I get what you're saying. I'm doing Keep optimal going. optimal scenario here. Sure. Um, you've rolled in turn five. You've blown the guy off of it, and they have nothing else to move in to counter to, you know, I just find it unless unless your outflanker is supported, 
um, even if you achieve your primary objective and it all goes off perfectly and you eliminate a unit, you may in fact be hanging that unit out to dry in addition to the truck and anybody else that you brought along with it, depending on, uh, depending on the circumstances of the terrain and the objectives on the board and things like that. I think sure. that if, um, if you're going up against a capable player, um, outflanking is more difficult to pull off successfully. I, I, it's not impossible, but um, it's it's more of a gamble than a sure thing. So, and I'm just like, as an opposing as an opposing opinion of of what happens. I like it, especially in those scenarios where you get to place objectives and things like that. If you can place an objective, um, like in uh, key positions, then and you put one right on the right on the flank and you know it's going to be there well and you have outflankers then that could be really valuable so sorry that's just scenario i was referring to i don't think oh not point def- defense point okay. def- point defense does not have objectives if i remember correctly uh, i think it does defense. i think it's yeah it does it has, it has oh, it three, does? Okay. three yeah. across the the 12 inch oh, yeah, 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 mark yeah, yeah. in the okay. defender zone Right. So, yeah. so yes. on point with that, Dale, and that's kind of what I'm saying is that you have to plan for it. You can't willy nilly one unit off by itself like that, or you're going to die. You right. have to support yes. it. You yeah. have to support Same it. Same with you any unit. Plan for it. Mm-hmm. That being said, I've had great success with my French list, where I would roll uh, a unit of the Dragon Portes guys in one of their trucks. So the truck rolls on the board, double MMGs the unit that's caught with its pants down in open ground that thought it was safe, you know, two dice ago. Mm-hmm. Then the boys get out and they shoot it again. I've wiped units with just shooting them at that range no problem right yep. and then I've got a nasty truck and a nasty squad in the guy's backfield it's great you just have to plan for it right that's all like if you yep. willy nilly a squad of idiots out there yeah you're probably going to lose them but if you plan for it and support that's it that's what which I you do should it's great that's what I do too it's awesome it's a good time it's like you go <laughs> from feeling great to like getting crushed at the same time it's like cool that was yeah not so fun I think we've I think we've tainted your your Dale we've tainted your idea of what outflanking looks like because every time we've ever tried to do it against you it just basically bounces. Well, <laughs> it's it's easy enough to prepare for someone who's outflanking. I know sure. typically where you guys are coming in at. I never leave, I never leave my units yeah. uh, units unsupported. I typically have an order dice advantage at that point, which means I can always respond by going down. Right. It's just well, and to be fair, the two your two kind of objective holding units in your army are not the norm at like, all. At all, right. like you have you have the capability of you've got some capabilities that I don't think any other army has, which is awesome. I think that makes a big difference. So, yeah, I, I, again, it's just, and I think outflanking can be a really valuable tool. It's just you want to be sure that you run the iterations and the scenarios and understand. This is what you're giving up in order to outflank. Yep. Yeah. You want to make sure when it goes off that it's it's in your favor and those kinds yeah. of things. So, mm-hmm. well, and there, and I'll put one more fine point on this. There's two armies in this game that I definitely do not outflank against unless they look like a scrub. No offense, scrubs of the world. And that's the Japanese and the Russians. The Japanese because I don't want to be close to any of their infantry ever, and the Russians because they always seem to have seven thousand order dice because they get so right. many free ones. Right. And squads full of SMGs. Right. So I've never seen more SMGs than in a Soviet list. Right. Sure. It's it's redonkulous. Yeah. So those are the two armies I generally don't outflank against because it's a bad idea. But sure. Germans, Americans, any of the minor powers, you bet. All day, every day. British, yeah, you bet. So, okay. 
that's an army selection thing too, and that's and that's evaluating your opponent. You know what his army list looks like. You don't want to outflank into a force that's built for close combat, and you don't want to outflank and you don't want to be outflanking on a guy that's just going to turtle either. If he looks right. like he's going to turtle up with a ton of stuff, you know, forget yep. about it. Yep. You'd rather have you'd rather have that truck on the table shooting ten shots every turn if you can. Like possibly, usually games like that are it's a gun line kind of thing, and you just got to evaluate if you're even going to be able to do anything in that right. game. Yeah, right. Or just grind it for the draw. And neither one of you has a fun game, but that's what you do in a tournament sometimes. That sounds exciting. It's not, but no. Okay, it's a thing. So be it. Yep. And reserves. To answer the question about reserves, reserves are like. Why would you not if you can? It depends. Again, it depends on what it is, I guess. But mm-hmm. like, if there's a be- if you don't want to have something get preparatory bombarded in this scenario, that's you know that's a way I use reserves. Is like I don't want. Like, yeah, that would be like, the that nice. would be the only reason I think you would want to reserve technically. Yeah. Well, well, particularly if it's a British player you're against because their prep yeah. bombardment's really good. No, yeah. and you know if, for instance, in our game, Dale, and I think this is actually this is valuable to to put reserves in. If you are playing an opponent and they say no reserves, right? Right. I get to if I have some stuff that I'm willing to let sit off the table, it does change how I can deploy my army, right? Especially since you have a dice advantage. Mm-hmm. With your list, I can now deploy to you based on using reserves. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, I can't do that. It's just at the at the whim of the dice at that point. Otherwise, mm-hmm. so it allows me to protect, like, to better set up whatever plan I want to, I want to execute. Yeah, but you're you're potentially giving away the initiative in that scenario, unless you have high impact pieces to coming. To be in fair, I. To be fair, you seize the initiative turn zero on your list. Yep. I does, I'm not losing any initiative. With right. Your well, list. if you if he's got eighteen right, dice and you've got eleven, he's got sure. the initiative regardless. Sure. Regardless. Yes. Right. I'm, I'm not getting the initiative, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to like be coy and not say anything about your list. No, and that's fine. So, but here's here's why here's why that's a trap. Yeah. Because you're holding something in reserve, so half your army is off the board. My entire army is on the board, and it's focusing on the half that's there. So when your reserves come in, they're evil. They're either um, directly responding to gaps that I've already pushed into your lines, yep. which means I basically am controlling where they're coming in, and they're already in the crossfire and the crosshairs unless you have high impact pieces that are coming in off of reserve because you're 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 losing activations every time. I, every time something is not on the board, you're not activating it. That's a lost resource. It's also a preserved um, resource. It's not dead. Yeah, it's not getting right. Well, would you rather act or would you rather wait to die? I'd well, rather it's not always act. waiting to die, though. Yeah. Sometimes you're waiting to kill. The, sometimes the well, enemy has a multi-launcher, let's say, yeah. and I could put half my army on the table, and I use my half of my army to kill that multi-launcher. Suddenly the rest of my army is safe, and I bring them on. A lot more safe, and yeah, that's for sure. and that's true. That's 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 right. Fair. I mean, like so. But so think about think about our game, Dale. Half of your army, like didn't do much of anything other than kill one squad. Right? Like, I mean, half of the board did nothing. One other small advantage in the reserve, I would flank whatever, is in the early early round one, two, is if that dice pulls out and it's yours and you're waiting to force your opponent to move, is that you can put an order off board down. down. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, 100%. But in our game, our last game, Rick, um, 
all that time I invested to do almost nothing, that half of your army that could have been on the board would have been incredibly effective. Mm. Because I had a bad turn. Uh, maybe. So, but again, it's just my it's just my approach to play and things like that. I look at it's, it yeah, as it's your you play have, style. I have this many resources available to me over the course of the game, and anytime I've got a unit that is off of the board, that means um, they're not doing anything to help me win the game. So, okay, also means they're not being killed. Right. So, I think the trick the trick is so I mean, but yes. I don't I I don't I don't think that is a good way to look at it. Well, those things aren't getting killed. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I guess. Well, it's okay that matters if, if in stuff a, dies. In a preserve dice scenario, but right? If but if if I'm putting pressure on you, I'm I'll happily sacrifice units if it means that I'm gaining an advantage. So, I mean, sometimes trades Trades are fine. I mean, that's what you're trying to do. Yes. Yeah, again, it's says just the guy with cheapest chit shit. That's what I'm going to say. Too. <laughs> right. Yeah, you got, if you've got well, a, if you've got a sure. huge order, if I got a forty, like, if I got a forty point unit on the table that can you know be potentially impactful, and then oh, I'll I'll trade it for something much more valuable. Sure, of course I would do that every time. Right. But it doesn't again, exist in most armies other than the one you're playing. Now, no, I, I, my list, there's a couple, uh, couple. Yeah, my list isn't isn't you know Norway's extremely out of the ordinary but there are there are you can do what i do with other lists i think it's entirely possible maybe not quite as mm. well but mm. there's definitely nah. well, no no i'm going <laughs> to no. disagree 100% with you on that one you cannot do what you in about do with two that months, list. about two episodes and the rest of the bolt action world will uh, agree with us and not Dale. We'll yeah, see. you cannot do you cannot do what you do with your list with any other list. I'm telling you that right now. We'll see. Well, I yeah, there's certainly there's certainly some things in my list that are unique to it, but um, you, that, you I still, have a, yeah, you have the the distinctive val- advantage of very high potential valuable pieces that are like undercosted yeah, dramatically. There's definitely some of that there. Yeah. So, so in, and you're taking advantage of of the potential impact some of that stuff in, in full as, competition as you, you have should to, you have you as you have should prepare yes. for it yeah absolutely yeah. and i would expect anyone else playing a similar list to yours to do the same thing i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it i'm not complaining about it i'm just saying mm-hmm. is that it doesn't exist in a lot of the other armies mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah. that's the thing that's just what it is in some armies well, like the u.s the u.s like their special rule isn't comparable you're going to bring an air observer in their garbage. Like, nobody's doing that. So, you know. Anyway, let's get back to rules because we were talking yeah. about rules. We got one more rule for tonight because we've talked about rules for a long time tonight. Hopefully people enjoy this. It's almost an, almost an hour worth of rules. So Over. This, one, this rule here right now, well, yeah, uh, this rule is going uh, to take a while. Word, word on the quote-unquote street is that this was going to be addressed uh, just missed the cutoff of the last FAQ is going to be addressed in the next FAQ right right. so this is a big deal because we caught this I think we caught this at the same time as like a Facebook post caught it it was like it was kind of like simultaneous like people it asking this totally caught me off guard and I'm still angry about it but I've, I've come to accept it in terms and now I'm trying to find ways to exploit it 
<laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, well, I think when we talked about this, you actually said, I don't know if I know how to play bolt action anymore. Cause right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty it's sure like, this was kind of uh, messed things up a little bit. So what we're talking about is uh, formation cohesion. So everyone is familiar with the idea of cohesion, that every model has to be within one inch of another model inside the unit, right? That's, yes. That is in the rules as written. That's in what the very is, beginning of the rules as written, as right. a matter of fact. Yeah, and if, if I remember correctly, on. the second part of this that makes it a problem, uh, so, so uh, exceptional damage, you are allowed to take any model off of the, off the table. So if, picture in your mind, you have a 10-man formation in a conga line, right? Everyone's one inch away from each other. That sniper picks off the middle guy. Now there's a three, almost three-inch gap between two models in a unit. They're now out of cohesion. So if you go and find the rule about being out of cohesion, the next thing it says is that the unit must, as quickly as possible, re that, 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 reform. That's not what it says. Oh, it's not exactly. Oh, what it I'm says. sorry. Yes, let's look. Let's look at how. Let's read how. Let's, let it's, me open my book. It's important to be precise here. Page Pat. 35. Thank you, sir. All right. So here's how it says. Pat, you want to read it? You got, do you have it open? It's it's like a hundred words. That is just ridiculous. Under formation, if a unit consists of more than one model, its members must remain in formation. This means each time the unit moves, the models, uh, the models in it must form a group, either a line or a clump, with each member uh, separated by the others from, by less than one inch. If an individual should become separated from his unit, perhaps because of other models have fallen casualty and have been removed, then the unit must correct it as soon as possible. Normally, right. when the next <laughs> when normally when the unit moves again, in parentheses, and note that the unit must move in order to restore formation. Okay, so I that was me hearing the can open on what is a giant can of worms because there's so many things that we've we've had probably a you know 300 text string about this right amongst our club of of gamers. All right, so where do we start? So as I described, kill the middle dude. They're now not in formation, right? So they're out of let me. So we'll get to the end of this. And the one thing I'm going to say is, if you're rolling for exceptional damage on it, but you've already killed off the NCO and any special weapons that unit, roll for exceptional exceptional damage again because you get to pick the casualty and you could possibly pull them out of formation. Right. Correct. So meaning and the only thing left to them is a run or an advance order. They can't rally. Down is a right. reaction, so that's always available. That's that's just a simple reaction order. But that's they have to get back into that cohesion if they're going to do anything. Right. So why this matters, and this is an interesting thing, right, is that this must be corrected as soon as possible. So that is very much open to interpretation. The worst interpretation that I've well, come up with is that your next order dice pull must go correct that formation, right. which that I is don't the think worst. is the case. Right. That's the, the next, worst interpretation. Right. The next worst mm -hmm. interpretation is that the next but time you would earlier, activate that unit, that would happen. Yeah. Next time well, that, that unit is activated. Right. Yeah, I don't think that's the next worst interpretation. That's the only interpretation because the clarifying sentence immediately after it are, is normally when the unit moves again. Right. Right. Yes. But and note that the unit must move to order to restore formation. Right. 
But that doesn't. That, I mean, that next sentence implies that it almost implies that you could issue a rally if you'd rather issue a rally. It's just the, normally when they would move, but this time they're rallying instead. It's we were like having this weird discussion about what what things are available to them and why this matters. And this is maybe we shouldn't tell you the exploit to it is right. Say if they have two or three or four pins on them because you've been doing a little bit of damage to them or even just pinning them. You pick that guy out of the middle. And they're now forced to make a run or advance order, and there's like a likeliness that they're going to fail it. They immediately go down instead. Yeah, they can't. So they don't get to activate at all, right? Mm -hmm. Is is kind of the the thing that I saw is like you basically can prevent a unit from doing anything if you have a couple pins on it, and you take them out of can, out of formation. Out of formation. Yep. Yeah. It's it seems like a valid strategy to use. It sounds it sounds disgusting. Kind of gross but right and um, I, I, I just think that's that's over parsing the words and not reading the example correctly sure right so how do you but that's what that's well it says you got to correct it as soon as possible normally when the unit moves again so the next time right. the unit is given any kind of move it has to move into coherency right so we're we're in agreement on what i believe that the, the meaning that they can rally should be. meaning that they could go down and they could rally oh so you're and saying they not, are allowed to rally and instead. it's not the next yep. order dice out of the bag for no, sure it's not. the next time That's, the unit that doesn't activates. make any sense. Yes, but they could rally. Discussion. They could issue themselves a rally order instead. That is, that's my reading of it. Till you move them, they don't have to go back into coherency. Okay, interesting. I would not necessarily agree with that, but that's. I mean, again, this is why it's open to interpretation. And that and that's why, and why it, needs it will a be the next fact. Yeah. yeah, it needs a clarification about whether or not you can rally yeah. the unit because if you can rally the unit, I see no reason you also couldn't fire the unit, and that doesn't seem right to me. Um, right, you so, could also put them in ambush, which right. doesn't See, seem right none to of me. that. None of that seems right <laughs> to me either. So, like that, that might not be right. But it's not clear. So, yeah, I, I would absolutely like to see it in clarification on this one. It doesn't specify if they're in rough terrain or open terrain either. So, it's not a charge thing. <laughs> they could definitely not. So Although in charge is terrain. a run order, and therefore actually, they could do they could actually charge. Charge would be fine. Yeah, charge because it is a move. It's an advance or run order, so you are mm -hmm. fine. Also, if they that's, consolidate that's after surviving an assault, that's another move, and they could regain coherency well, there. Yes. And actually, we brought it up to someone else, or someone else brought it up during our discussion. Okay, so you have a six-man squad, and the fourth guy gets pinned or gets knocked out. So there's one lonely dude in the back, you know, three inches away. Well, if you take another casualty on that unit and you remove the take one care. guy that was out of formation... You're now in formation again, right? You don't. Yeah, you don't have you to absolutely do should this do. stupid rule. Right. Yeah. Right. If so you, you're not. If you put yourself not, back in formation by killing your guy off, you're not out of formation simply because it happened. Right. It's, you, you check the formation when the order dice is handed to them and go, are they in, are they in formation? Can I do this? Right. Yeah. That makes the most sense, but the, mm -hmm. again, that's going back to the worst interpretation of. The immediately part means the next order dice you get, you have to do something to fix that. And that's just that's just insane. Yeah, like if they, I agree with you, Jeff, in a sense that the sentence that says normally when the unit moves again, it, it the normally would be, part does yeah should be taken out right. Well, the, that whole sentence could just be removed in general, right? Mm -hmm. Like must be corrected as soon as possible. The next the next comma the next time this unit is issued an order, right? Well, Something well, right. more that, that would be a clarification. Yeah, yeah, right, right. As it is now, like the, it's muddled. It's very muddled. Anyway, so that's a conversation we've had for a long time, or that was you know a month ago now. Yeah, right. And, and we're just now sharing it with you. Sorry, 
That's well, Tiger Fear, Tiger Fear became a thing again, so we had to like discuss that forever. Yeah, do we have, do we have a bullet point where I can rant about Tiger Fear again? Because I've played a few games with it now. So, yeah. Oh yeah, we sh- actually we should Go have talked it. about that. Let's do it. Let's talk about Tiger Fear in its new state. Because okay, I got to play against Fear it, and then and then and then maybe a break. Yeah, we'll take a break right? after Tiger Fear. So let's let's talk about Tiger Fear for a moment because we have now actually played it. Yep. Um, Jeff, if why you, don't you? If you heard you the start? Warlord podcast, and he basically said, "Play it and see what happens." Now Jeff has played it. Let's see what yep. happens. Um, well, uh, here's what I can tell you I about. Can yeah. Smell the stink from here. Yeah. Well, here's what I'll t- here's what I'll tell you about the new Tiger Fear rule. It's when I read the rule, I felt that the, this was a terrible change and it's trash. And having played two games with it against competent players, I can confirm that it is in fact a trash and awful rule and should simply be deleted. It's because it, it only serves to harm you. It does it has no positive benefit. Uh, I played a game against Pat, and I played a game against Rick. I took a, a Panzer IV, yeah. late Panzer IV that has Tiger Fear, because that's what we should be testing it with. Um, I played very aggressively with a tank, because I wanted to actually try that's to make somebody one. make, a, make yep. a Tiger Fear roll, roll. Yeah, I wanted someone to try and have to test. Uh, I think in two games of my tank being in the middle of the goddamn board, uh, I think one person made a Tiger Fear test that whole time, and which they, of course, passed. And otherwise, numerous units that had clear lines of sight to the Tiger did, were out of range to start with, didn't have to make it. And it met its demise when a Jeep drove up. Uh, bazooka guy got out and got to make sure he wasn't within 12 inches so he didn't have to make a Tiger Fear. Moved to within 12 inches and put a round <laughs> through the side of it. And it's like, well, yep. that rule's fucking That gross. must have been Rick, because I didn't do that. Yeah, yeah that was I, Rick. I, I, I rolled a jeep up. I made, I I failed, made a bit of a I failed the order test, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did not well, fail it because I didn't have any to fail. Like I just basically, yeah. I I jumped the the bazooka out of the jeep from sixteen inches away, put 16. it within twelve. Yeah, yep, behind cover and was able to right. shoot it in the side without like having yeah. to take any tests. Yes, and the thing so is, is that silly. like everyone's bitching about, oh, no one's going to pre-measure. Well, you're going to have to pre-measure some to know where twelve inches is. And that's going to give people the yep. idea of the, within six inches if they need to move their guy up with a bazooka, which they will, right? So the For rule sure. is purely detrimental to the German player. Like I, For sure. It's, it's, it serves only to harm the German player to have any tank with that rule on it and provides effectively no real benefit. So, so it's a terrible rule. play a Panzer rule. III instead. Play a Panzer right. III. Bring, dig out the Pumas, you know. Yep, they yeah, got the big ass pumas. Yeah, because anything. Don't bother. Don't bother yeah. playing something with Tiger Fear because it's fucking garbage. Sure, it's a garbage change. Sorry, I will but say, it's, I didn't but it tr- is. <laughs> it still is. It's, yeah, it I still is. I did not intentionally try and take advantage of the pre measure. No, but you have answer. to. Which you right? To, which is it's hard not to though because right now it huh. it made sure that my. It made sure that my bazooka was within range, uh, within 12 inches for sure. Yep. So it wasn't right? long range. Like I guaranteed it was not in long range because I knew, you know, I measured from the Jeep that was, you know, 14 inches away. I knew it was basically out, but it's still... But I, just, I'm the one that told you to measure because I wasn't sure. Yeah. Right. You you wanted to make sure, but I also was like, oh, I, I know where 12 inches is now. That's really easy for me to get into the position I want to be in and, yep. and shoot you. So, yeah. yep. it... It's not. It's definitely not the same bag that it used to be. I, no. I'm sure there's a lot of happy people, and now you bring something else. It's going to be None different. Of them are yeah. Right. That's that's the pure solution. Players, to bring I nothing say. else. 
And and it's not like other nations' heavy tanks, because this rule actively hurts the person that brings a tank with tiger fear. It actively hurts you. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And that's... that's, I mean, you want to talk about a negative play experience. That's the worst part. That's a negative play experience for the German player. Everybody gets to pre-measure their shit before they shoot you in the face. It's like like playing Italians or Norwegians. Yeah, right? No, it's worse than that. (laughs) It is worse than that. No, I mean, you're not getting any nearly enough benefit for the... Yeah, right. You're getting far less positive benefit for the negative benefit, right? Like you're so, not getting yeah. anything. Well, you're getting basically tiger fear none. before the FAQ. There was ways your opponent could mitigate having to do with that. The full strength squads, sure. getting LTs in certain spots, and things like that. Not, there was, there was not ways playing on giant ass open tables. You know. Yeah. Right. And now there is no way to mitigate the fact that your opponent knows where twelve inches of your power piece is. Yep. Yeah. To react to it. Yep. Yeah, I, I said this last. I said this two episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, now, not great. This will no. be changed again because this change, oh, sure. while it was a trial effort, didn't work. Uh, they've committed yeah. to quarterly updates to it, and I pray to whatever deity most people want to believe in this time of year that it will be changed. Easter yeah. Bunny, probably sure. St. Patrick or Easter Bunny, one of the two. Whatever show you want. Something, I'm guessing in America, it's probably St. Patrick, but you know, a few weeks before, around the bars around here, have Saint Saint uh, Saint Practice Day, which they just do bar crawls with it anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> that's sure. always a fun one. All right, yeah. I so your, your I, local I, green beer deity will correct yeah. this in due time, or they'll just delete the rule altogether and give an entirely that, that would be an rule. improvement at this point. That would be Honest my guy. suggestion, Alessio. I know you listen. Don't listen. Whatever to our podcast, whatever. Yeah, someone it would. Someone it would be decide. beneficial to the Germans to just delete the flipping rule at this point. Right. Yeah. For sure. You don't well, even have to give them a new rule at this point. Just, yeah, just, just delete, delete this rule. Like, delete just, well, guys, in, in just last episode, we we talked to Paul Walker, who is the ambassador of Bolt Action, and his role is to painfully listen to our podcast and others in the community. Sorry, and, Paul. And, and, Sorry, Paul. And, you know, <laughs> listen to these feedback points and take them back to Warlord. So, Paul, you know, you understand. You know as well as the rest of us that this is didn't really work as a now, fix. Yeah, no, right? Now, if they it made didn't. a rule that said that only veteran Panzer IVs get Tiger Fear... That's just ridiculous. I, I'll, I'll take my regular Panzer <laughs> so I don't have to deal with Tiger Fear. That'd be great. Right, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. yeah. The Germ- the Germans. Only if you have Scherzen do you have Tiger Fear. I'm just not taking Scherzen. Tear those things off. <laughs> yep, I'm ripping them off right. my vehicle right now. I want you to think I'm right. just a regular tank. Yep, I want to be a Panzer IV, baby. I don't want to be a Tiger. Right. It's just like right in the front of your Panzer, not a Tiger. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> wow, anyway, guys. I like it. Bad. <laughs> All right. We'll save the rest of these rules that we have in our bag of rules. For, for later installments. <laughs> None of them are as important as uh, the charging one, because, good lord, what a mess that is. I'm still um, not sure that's right. I can't be. I'm still questioning, do I know how to play bolt action? Right. Right. Somebody somebody file a brief on this and submit it to us so I can, you know. What the hell does that mean? Does that mean something lawyery? That's what we say in court when they ask us a question and we don't know the answer. You say, I can file a brief on that later. Oh, that's what we do in our meetings, but we call it a parking lot. And it just shit just dies in the back, you know, on the whiteboard. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. we're going to well, parking lot that for later. We'll have a meeting about that. Judges tend to be a little more demanding. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, you guys have a little bit more stringent thing. Just a little. But but it's the same idea. It's like, I can't answer that right now. I'll file a brief on it later. Okay. Uh, Pat, I don't understand right, do your I, message. Do you want to touch on Adepticon before we... Yeah, let's do, do it. Do you want to let's... do Adepticon before we go to break or just go to break? All right, so we got Adepticon coming up. That That's really fun for us. I'm All excited. four of us are going, which... That's going to be a blast. Hopefully. Uh, I've rented a trailer. Apparently, I have to go to the station to have my vehicle inspected before they let me take the thing, which... What? I understand. <laughs> what? The station? Yeah, like, like the Like the U-Haul station? Yeah. The, the oh, renting okay. U-Haul station has to inspect my vehicle, probably to ensure that I actually have lights and things like that. You <laughs> you know, trailer, tra- trailer hitch. <laughs> trailer hitch. <laughs> no, we were just going to chain it to the axle. No big deal, guys. Duct du- tape it to the bumper, baby. Duct tape it to the bumper, baby. And they'll probably give me a rundown of how the hell you pull a trailer. I'm like, I've been pulling ATVs for like eight years. I'm, I, I, think, yeah, I, I I'm, think I can handle a trailer. So, but nonetheless, yeah, there's I, lots of people that can't, though. Well, so. Jeff and I were talking about this. I'm a little concerned about this trailer you got. It's pretty small, and there isn't going to be anything heavy in it. You're going to be dragging a, like basically an empty trailer all the way to... Chicago. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be dragging a windshield all the way to Chicago, so it should be great right. times. Let me tell you. Yeah, it's I'm a little concerned about. We'll maybe throw some sand in there or something if we have some yeah. sand. I'm not worried about it. Okay, I'm not worried about it. That's all fine. right. Just rattles okay. a bit. Uh, so yeah, well, Elfover's going down there. We'll be there. Uh, we're gonna hopefully show up enough time Friday to do some shopping because we are booked Saturday and Sunday with the Nationals. Yep. Right. Which hopefully. now they've. I think you can't buy tickets for it anymore. Is that correct? The the badges are closed for advanced purchasing stuff. And last I saw, they were like they had like thirty or thirty two participants. I, is it closed? Closed or is it just the good stuff is all sold out? No, I think I it's closed. Well, closed. Oh, did they just recently close it? And okay. the last thing I saw is there's like plus eighty seven people for who got the swag. Like eighty-seven more than they're anticipating. Yeah, but I think that's fine because I think they know they they know how many are they oversold by, right? So they'll be able to at least they'll have made bags for them. We'll Not be fine. Knowing my luck, I'll be the one guy who didn't get it. That's fine. So. I'll ask for a refund then. <laughs> if they don't have a swag bag for me, I will be like that. Then can I have my money back, please? Right, mm-hmm. right. And that like, probably will be a thing. Yeah, they'll give you a vendor hall credit thing that no. you can use. Gee, thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's there's a With, real ch- I'm just going to say it there's a real chance that 87 people don't show up. Right. It, especially right. given current current situations, yeah. current world things. Yep. Right, current political, not political. I guess maybe, I don't know. Just, Health. Yeah. Is a coronavirus Republican or Democrat, do we know? <laughs> uh, based on recent polling is definitely Democrat. Okay. Oh, I'm just guessing. I have no idea. I have no it idea. depends upon well, it's 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 the opposite party. That's all there is to it. That's right. always it's the opposite not my party. party. It's the other it's person's the party. party. Yeah. Not in my backyard. Yeah. Okay. It's the yeah. not my backyard party. Right. Okay. I got it. Yeah. That's it's the opposite person's problem. Got it. Yes. Um, so yeah, there's there's so as far as we know, we've been seeing they've been doing regular updates saying uh, Corvus nineteen, whatever the heck it's called, the no, the Corvus nine. Novel cor- uh, coronavirus that's going around that's causing everyone to panic is not going to make them panic, so they're going to continue so the event. My, my solution for us is to pack plenty of limes to handle the coronavirus. <laughs> I 
I'd rather get the Guinness virus myself, but well, that's not going around yet. Maybe next no. year. So, so no handshaking. I apologize if you meet us and you want us to shake hands. I, I, I am going to take some precautions, right? right. I'm not going to like. I, I will too. I'm, Are I'm not going to not bumps go. Okay, elbow bump. Um, elbow, I will have to. I will have to, uh, have to consult the CDC. You get a demolition. If, if there's a high five, expect me to give you the, the full the full 1980s fade. It's like back. Yeah, it'll yeah, definitely yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's not because of you as a person, whoever you are. It's because when I go to the bathroom at work every day, I still <laughs> see people not wash their hands. And I just shake well, my head in shame. I, I got one world. way worse than that. I had a coworker. Oh. So I'm I'm doing my thing at the urinal, whatever. Yep, I see yep. him leave a stall, walk right out the door. Oh, and I'm yeah. at the sink later, and I see him come back in, go into the stall he was in, and grab his coffee cup. And walk back oh, out. Oh God! Oh God! I mean, <laughs> well, t- to be fair, well, that's a good. Just he a needed good to let that coffee cup seep in the flavor <laughs> of the bathroom just a little bit. You know? Tastes like better what? after an hour. I was going to say, to be fair, that guy probably wasn't actually going to the bathroom. He was probably just reading his newspaper. His, and I hope his coffee cup was empty. It's probably it was. Probably I, empty. I, yeah, but if you've ever seen those matter. coffee cups, they never get washed. This is terrible. No, uh, yeah, whatever. We can go to a whole <laughs> different. Bad right. politics there. Anyway, you know, so Tucker's magazines right. and all that, but right, yeah. So I don't know who you are. I don't know if you washed your hands last time you went to the bathroom. So um, I, I'm sure we will all appreciate saying hi. We're just probably not shaking hands. Sorry. And, and normally, well, the I would. WTC has actually has requested all of us bring our own personal, um, not soap, like but the the, the hand stuff that actually work. Hand sanitizer. That right, yeah. Yeah, bring your own Lysol, B-Y-O-L. <laughs> bring your own room cleaning stuff. You're going to have to sanitize your own room before you sleep in it. Um, <laughs> I'm not normally a germaphobe, but this this might get me a little more attentive to stuff. So, right. yeah. This is yeah. me noticing people not washing their hands. So, uh, anyway, so Adepticon is still on. As far as I've seen, there's not... I don't see how they're going to p- possibly cancel it at this point unless, like the federal government issues martial law flamethrower like that no, would work flame right? Thrower? right yeah it's just sure that would that, sanitize that should take care of most uh just <laughs> bring UV so. light with you that would work too um what i understand is that a mask does nothing unless you have it so don't if you run at me with if you come up with mask i'm going to run away because that means you have it yeah don't wear or a mask unless you, unless you have it right so so, and hopefully if you have a mask, uh, hopefully if you have it or you're feeling ill, you're not showing up at Adepticon. Mm-hmm. Right. Unless you have a shrimp cocktail the night before. Oh, God. That's the other kind of virus. Jesus. <laughs> that was a different one. Anyway, we are looking forward to it. I'm super excited. I hope everyone else still is. It's kind of obviously wishy-washy, it's but whatever. It's a big deal. Well, It'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah. It's kind Let's of a big it. deal, yeah. Yeah, so come find us. We'll be playing nationals or shopping. I think we'll all be wearing snafu shirts of some sort. I yeah, absolutely. Make a new one eventually here. Maybe okay. not before Adepticon. Well, that's probably the most likely time. Well, shit, Pat. Okay, maybe there will be one. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense to do it for Worlds. It doesn't, like, because we aren't going to be wearing Adepticon. We aren't going to be wearing, wearing no, snafu we're shirts. Not, at a, we're not at snafu world. at Worlds. We're right. Team USA. We're USA. At, yeah. USA. USA. We're not number one. We're USA Blue. Actually, if you read it correctly, we're only USA. So 
USA. Yeah, we're we're useless. That's right. You saw. All right. <laughs> we're taking a short right, let's break. Take a break, Greg. Yeah, just make sure you, just make sure you're USA Blue, not USA Blow. Well, we're probably both, right? but that's a different <laughs> different podcast. All right, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Pat, do you know what the music is tonight? Haven't there, a freaking clue. Is there some song about tigers? Uh, we'll, we'll see who can find out. All right. Anyway, we'll be back in a couple of minutes uh, to talk about the Stalingrad book. Um, this is things a beast, right? Wow, way cool. Yeah, cool. I'm ex- this is one of the few that I'm like super psyched about. So when we come back, we'll talk about a whole bunch of stuff in here. Already pre-ordered. Wow, it's good. Yeah, yeah. there you go. That's saying something. Well, Pat yep. buys all the books, whatever. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Though. It is pretty sweet, though. Oh, yeah, don't let Warlord know. They already know. All right, <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be back in three minutes.
welcome back. Hope you like the music. I still don't know what it is. Pat, is it is? I love the music. I, I always enjoy the music, for sure. Well, right. I can I can tell you that it wasn't the same music from the last episode. It's not Waltzing Matilda? It is not also Waltzing Matilda. All right. Is it All Praise right. the Lord and well, Pass hey. the Ammunition? We do that one quite a bit. <laughs> We've done that one a few times. That was our opening until we found the other thing. So Yeah, first three episodes, I think those are opening. Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, I like that song, but I'm kind of glad we switched from it because <laughs> that would have gotten old after a while. I right. agree. It would have gotten you know it's a little too long. All right. Well, we did a little time traveling. Ooh. And, ooh, yeah, right. Our, what are the and Wayne's World? Coronavirus is not that bad. So <laughs> we're from the future. We all sur- <laughs> Most of us survive. I did. It's not, it's not a joke, but no, it's serious shit, guys. <laughs> like, take it. Wash your hands. <laughs> Crying out loud. Wash seconds. your hands. Right twenty now. seconds. Go, everyone. Go wash your hands. Unless you have your phone in your hand, then don't wash the phone. Maybe you should wash your phone. I don't know. Maybe that's the maybe that's the source of all the coronaviruses. Our phones. If you got any sanitizer, we could use some. Right, just ship it to Pat's house. Um, no, I'll, you can ship it to my house too. <laughs> guys, you can make it yourself. I've actually, uh, it's aloe vera and rubbing alcohol. It's okay, people. Well, what's the what's the ratio? Because we're supposed uh, to have sixty percent alcohol. So two thirds of a cup of rubbing alcohol and one third of a cup aloe vera. I think. It might so be if you, inverse. If you go to, to yeah, go if ahead. you go to Amazon, there's a there's a Kindle free download that has ten recipes for your own hand sanitizer. Well, there nice. you go. I prefer and to just bleach my whole body. Right. <laughs> Explain so much, Jeff. I'm going to talk about your your unnatural blondness. We're kind of freaking me out lately. <laughs> and the fact that your eyebrows fell out really, really is freaking me out. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, so we're. That was a really bad tangent on coronavirus because uh, it's topical right now. Right. So if you're listening to this five years from now, good. We all survived. And also come back and enjoy the uh, the humor of us freaking out about it. Right, because we're all going to laugh hysterically. Or or not. Maybe we're going to take this shit real serious. Anyway. How much toilet paper did you hoard? Um, you know, the funny thing is, is we're on our last ream. I'm kind of like, oh, shit. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, no, 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 not no, shit. <laughs> no, no, we're just going to all go to my work and shit at work. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's ten blocks away. We'll just all put yeah. it work. The Costco Emmy still had plenty of supplies. Oh, really? Limiting everyone to two. So. Oh, were they good? I'm, our our Costco in Eden Prairie was uh, was empty. Like they'd been ransacked. So Jesus, I know this is insane. Toilet paper of all the things. We're gonna get sick, so I'm gonna have to ship my brains out, and I'm gonna try to. It's not even one of the symptoms. I know. I was gonna say if you had a bidet, you wouldn't have to worry about this. Just get, yeah, just jump in the shower. Toilet paper is one of those things that you don't realize how nice it is to have it until you don't have it anymore. Right. right. Sure, sure. So I, I kind of get, you know. <laughs> what I mean, the, in, a, in, a, in a pinch, you can eat it if you have to. I mean, I it's, mean war- it's warming up. My dog just drags her ass out in the yard. I mean, I can right. give that a whirl. <laughs> just, give it a shot. You can get warm. Grass is brown this time of year anyway. So. That's right. <laughs> I'm of the age that um, I appreciate different brands of toilet paper more so than others. And when my wife brings a, <laughs> a brand Lord. home, I'm like... Really? Are you? What am I supposed to do with this exactly? Am say, I supposed to you, write notes on it? You no. trying to say you're not a fan of that John Wayne toilet paper? Rough and tough, and don't take shit from nobody. <laughs> I've seen a couple of those. Is that the Scott Tissue so. brand? Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm raining us back in. So anyway, because we've time traveled, we now have a confirmed answer to the question about charging that was racking our brains last time. We had to stop the episode and like 
sit and pour over a rule books for another three hours. Yeah. I'm, I'm joking. I, I didn't dig think we had to dig back out of the rabbit hole. Right. Yeah, we had things, to dig back out. But we're digging we back in for you guys. Yeah, it we're turned out yeah, we, go ahead, we were reading it 100% correct as it was written. Right. Yeah. But so, not as intended. But not as intended. So if We you like had, it raw. If you run across <laughs> some of these situations, <laughs> the correct procedure is to email your well, country's representative, and then he will then take it up the line for you if you can't get to well, the satisfactory. Sure. I think that more like I think there's a contact us at Warlord Games that you're supposed to contact if you have rules inquiries. Yep. I mean, related to WTC, we were able to ask this question. Yep. And it just so happens our country's representative also represents Warlord in North America, which is then able to bubble it up to Alessio. Yeah, it got to Alessio. So it What's, got all the way to Alessio. Um, what was the question? Yeah, what was the question that we... What are we so, addressing specifically? So we were... Uh, oh, go ahead, Pat. You asked the question. I asked the question. So... When we, were, when we were talking just before the break, it, it basically seemed like any unit that was in rough ground could not receive a run order, therefore could not charge. And the chart in 47 says it very clearly. There's the little box out on 76 that kind of says if your charge goes to rough ground, it's, you can still, you're still charging, but it's reduced to 6 inches, but it doesn't say anything about starting in rough ground. So the word came back from Alessio... Uh, that he is going to be making this errata to change the text and in the chart on page 76 to state that units in rough ground or crossing rough ground can run, but the run movement is limited to six inches. He Which may be making that change. It sounds like the likely... It sounds like he's like, you guys are reading way too hard into this. Of course you can run. Move along. And then he's like, oh, wait, maybe we should address this because it seems like it's wrong. Yep. So. There you go. So there you go. There's our answer. So, yeah, and the original was going to be you know a, an FAQ, which was, yes, you can start or cross rough ground during an assault. You can assault, and it counts as a run, but it's, but it's only up to six inches. And then he later came back and said, uh, you know what, we do need to errata that. So that is possibly coming in the next errata. All right, so that works Fantastic. out the way we anticipated and makes the most sense. And yep. it makes definitely makes the most sense. And what cost us... Three sleepless or four sleep, I don't know, a couple sleepless nights, right? Whatever, whatever it was, because I'm sure we all lost sleep over this. Well, I was dreaming of ways to take advantage of that at WTC. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Means nothing because all of our listeners only had to, like, wait a whole ten minutes. So there you go. Simon Tiff and uh, Paul Walker were also copied on that email, so they are aware of that as well. Okay. Well, there you go. Provided they read their copied emails. Right. That's a thing. So, uh, let's let's move along then. Let's talk about Stalingrad, the cool new book that's coming. I don't know when. Do we know when the it's pre up for pre order now? Correct. I pre ordered mine. Oh, I pre ordered mine. Yeah. I, well, I pre ordered the whole big fat set. So. Oh, you bought um, the big set. Oh my. The um, yeah the, big, the, big the terrain yeah the terrain not the big big set but the one the, with all the, the terrain set. yeah and the really cool uh, Soviet sniper mini. Okay. But, awesome. um, and the cool fountain. Yes. He's coming so, at the fountain. Yeah. Yeah. So the um, uh, Adepticon, which is in two weeks from now, it's near the end of March, they could have some advanced copies there for sale. So it should be coming out right around the end of March. Okay. Cool. Mm, it may or may not come with a free case of coronavirus. Never uh, you, have pay, you have to pay extra. Oh, do you? Oh, shit. Okay. No, I, it's I, actual I, corona. Which one you'd rather have? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you oh, know, that's, the lines are separate. 
I'll drink a case of Corona without limes before I get coronavirus things. I mean, we got to be careful if we do. Um, we've kind of suspended our auto break weekend. If we go up north in the summer, we might find ourselves in the middle of Corona and lime season. So with all the sure. ticks and everything. Just, uh, ticks. Yes, ticks. Oh, yeah. Ah, that sounds less and less little... exciting. All right. So anyway, we're we're talking the Death big new book. <laughs> we're really stuck on this this corona. Uh, so instead of instead of a virus, we're going to talk about Germany trying to invade. Well, they invaded. Didn't they, they invaded. They, they invaded. <laughs> they got it. They they yep. took it. So we're going to talk about that. Let's let's talk about that. So we, I, I'm skipping all the knowledge at the beginning because, you know, I've only got a rough history of it because clearly I couldn't remember that they had invaded. I, I believe it was the Soviet Union and Germany involved. I believe you might be right. And there might be Mostly. some other people too. Romanians. Are, Romanians were involved in this too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Jeff probably has a better handle on it than there's, we do. There's some Italian around the flanks too. Don't forget that. Okay, so the Germans, Italians, and Romanians basically attacking the Soviets. Well, finally, the British didn't have something to do in one of these books. How dull. Don't worry, they got a cool unit in here somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> well, there's no salt in Jeff's voice already. <laughs> just wait. Just wait until we let it open up for opinion, because this is... So I'm, I'm counting a lot of scenarios. First first thing I'll say, maps. Yep. Yeah, it's got maps. really good, cool maps, showing yeah, the true movements at different time frames. Mm-hmm. Even gives a little breakdown of what's going on, what the formations were, what they did. Really cool. Yeah. I like it. I like well, that they're really focusing on maps now. That's well. Awesome. I also actually like the um, some of these scenarios have much cooler graphical uh, layout things. I don't know the maps I'm, or the, the um, they're not maps, but they're like diagrams of the of the game playing board. area. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they have some slightly different. You know, like they're not just the standard. I don't 20, know. 22 scenarios they got? I'm, I'm reading a lot of them right now. I think that was the last one I was reading. The a last fair time. number of them are 4x4. Four four. 16 is what I get? No, that's no, 22. There's, there's, there's more. more than 20. Operation Uranus is next here. <laughs> 17. Yeah, I know. I knew that someone was going to get that. Yeah. Thanks, Cornholio. You're welcome. I don't have TP for my bunghole. I'm I'm going to have to wander around and scream that at people now until I get some toilet paper. Um, So there's, I'm counting, I just, so it looks like there's a lot. There's a bunch of them. It's insane. If you look at the table of contents, it'll tell you how many there are. I'm scrolling through the contents already. I'm looking at pretty pictures, Pat. We don't believe in tables of contents here. Right? If the rule book says anything, I, there's no such thing. I just thought thing. it was appendixes that we didn't do. No, no, no. We don't believe in table of contents either because if it said scenarios, they would all say page 33, and you just have to figure out where they are after that. <laughs> if you're familiar with the front table of contents of the art of the rule book, it's all like yeah. that. It yeah. doesn't. It's not very useful. Um Let's. Do we want to talk about any scenarios? I've, I'm, I've scanned through them, but I'm not. There's, I'm, there's one that I liked. Where was that? Ooh, okay. Let's there's something. There's something at the end um, that deals with the scenarios that I hadn't seen before that I really liked, and is I think worth discussion as well. Okay. Well, let's talk through the scenarios. If there's any scenarios that we're right, so there's for. Uh, scenario eleven, October 1942, sniper duel. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. This this scenario kind of sounded kind of fun to me. So this is played on a four by four with whatever whatever forces you have. And basically, uh, every time 
a sniper kills a unit, you put down a token of some sort, and then your troops have to go collect that token. Or a Ooh. dog tag, I guess they say. So that's... It's, it's interesting, because... Uh, so, let's see, the forces are... So the, the theater selector uh, into hell and back, or into hell. That's like and, a sweet-ass theater selector. And yeah, no land beyond hell. Volga. So um, believe, that one's not quite as cool. Uh, they So they must select one of the three free options for their force. And what we'll fuck? talk about there's what three, this means. Free choices? What? Uh, for this scenario, there's free choices. Because basically, they, oh, they oh, amp okay. up the snipers. You can get uh, sure. one sniper detachment, which we'll talk about, or two veteran sniper teams. Dear mm-hmm. Lord. Or two Zatechi teams? I'm, I'm going to butcher that. That's yeah, wrong. Whatever, whatever we'll get it there, is. We'll get there. Yeah. Okay. But no other snipers. So basically, you're going to end up with like two or three sniping shot type people. Nobody's going to abuse this in a tournament, are they? Um, but this is a scenario. Oh, oh this is a scenario. scenario. This, this, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just okay, a okay. scenario. No land, no land beyond the Volga does not give you three free selectors. It's this scenario that gives this you scenario, the scenario. Yes, okay. yeah. all right, got it's it. Specific to the okay. forces and the okay. selectors. Just so. my panic, my panic level went down a notch. Okay, all right. Anyway, I just thought it was really cool that you got. So the whole point is to collect the sniper kills, and if you kill a sniper, he drops two dog tags, and then whoever collects the most VP at the end wins. So it's not really a there's not objective points to hold. There's not uh, kill each other's units, but it's let the sniper kill and then go claim the kills. So it's uh, sort of like sniper scalps, if you're familiar right. with that scenario. Yeah, it's scalps, yeah. but with just snipers? Does just the snipers give out? The sniper has to do the kill. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, the sniper has to do the kill, and how then you collect the dog tags? With your other units. Okay. Okay, so the sniper has to... Okay, that makes sense. Got it. There's a legend of Stalingrad right underneath it. Felici's... I don't know. Vasily. Vasily. There you go. Like you said it. Vasily, yeah. Sniper sniper, sniper special guy. Yeah. That you'll never get to play. Oh, man. He's so good, though. Except for if you do a historical thing. Oh, yeah. He's interesting. I think he's he's, uh, costed... Well, why don't we talk about him? I think he's he's costed appropriately. I think he's costed appropriately as well. I agree. And he is right smack in the the middle of the scenario. Yep. Yep. So I mean, he's, he's, he's a 75-point veteran, uh, consists of two men, a sniper and assistant, and they have a rifle. It's a team weapon, of course, sniper, special rule, kill shot. Uh, so basically, he, he if he rolls two-plus and kills the target, regardless of his experience level. Oh, and it counts for infantry, artillery, and soft skin and vehicles. And soft skins. Yeah. Yeah, so he can actually snipe out an artillery piece. All right, so, and he's also got hide and sting. So according to the doctrine, after a fire or an ambush order to it, he must be given a run or advance to change positions. Uh, if he doesn't advance, he can then move into ambush. Oh, my God. So, wait, yeah. you can you can advance him, put him into ambush, shoot at the end of the turn, yep. or shoot something that moves. Yep. So you can basically, and he has to, so, he, oh man. So he can almost shoot every turn. Awesome. Almost, right. yeah. Oh, he's so good. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, and I don't think he's overcosted. I agree. It depends on the table, I guess, you're playing on, because that could be really overpowering, but probably not. Which, by the way, uh, you'll find in the new units that the uh, sniper stuff is pretty, uh, there's a lot of good. Them. Good. Yeah. 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 There's there's a and lot of good variants to it. Yeah. Vasily is um, a Soviet selector. So. 
Yeah, for sure. Yep. Right, and for anybody out there that likes to get their history from Hollywood, if you've seen Enemy at the Gates, that is a dramatization of Vasily Saitsev. Oh, okay. I That's, have seen that. That movie's that. very loosely <laughs> loosely based on his exploits okay. in Stalingrad. So there's another one right after this that has different rules, which I think is also interesting. So another sniper, veteran, 75 points. Um, master sniper, Major Erwin Koenig? Koenig. Koenig. It's Koenig. Kinnings? Okay. Kinnings. Kinnings. It means, it means kings. Okay. So he's adept, he's adept, adept at waiting for the enemy to reveal themselves. Uh, when given ambush, you may elect to open fire... Oh, even, even with uh, when enemy units... Which one did I miss? The counterfire? Yeah, oh, counterfire yeah. is the one I'm reading right now. Right. He's trying to counterfire. Read right. I'm trying to read it right now. I'm trying to understand what they're trying to say. So like, effectively, from an ambush order, traditionally you have to wait until they move in some fashion? Right. He doesn't. Okay, yes. he can, he he can, can just activate, do it on a fire. Yep, he can activate against an enemy unit yeah, if they issue a fire exciting. order. Okay. Which is that, awesome. It's still good. It's just not exactly the same. Well, the camouflage expert you add to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So they become. Uh, so the master sniper team is given a down or ambush order. It becomes hidden again. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Wow. <laughs> Which means they can't be targeted unless there's someone within twelve targeted. inches. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be hitting them on. Super, oh, yeah. They're minus fives or minus sixes. Yeah. Never mind. They're a small team too. So you're going to be. So he can go in ambush, become hidden. And fire whenever he wants to. Yeah. And anything um, that fires around him, yep. Uh, the thing is, he's already a sniper team, so you're usually hitting him on sevens anyway. So Good point. Right. I, I mean, the camouflage isn't a big deal other than that you can... He can go into ambush and get that. Yeah. And then still fire whenever he wants to. So why would, you cool. not, why would you not go into ambush every turn? Well, because something's within 12 of you or... Okay. Or recce vehicles within 18. What there are occasional reasons to, but he's still very good. Oh, for sure. And at only 75 points, I feel like he is appropriately costed as well. Yeah, for sure. Again, these, these are both Soviet snipers, right? Both no, 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 no. This guy's German. He's German. Oh, okay. Oh, sure, a couple little things over the O. That's, def- that's definitely not Russian. It's called an umlaut. Thank you. You're supposed <laughs> to take a Zintite. Very, very German. <laughs> um, well, that high school German is, is turning out to be super valuable. <laughs> right? <laughs> Okay. Uh, Dale, did you see the uh, scenario twelve Pavlov's house? I did. And well, Dale has the train for this one. I know we should play this one. <laughs> well, it's it's, it's on a, a four, four by four. It's a four by four table, Ooh. and the deployment area that they have mapped here has Pavlov's house as about a four inch by six inch yeah. building. <laughs> oh, when when in fact it's it's more like you know it's like a city block and twelve itself. by thirty two. So. Yeah. It's not. It's not yeah. two scale. This uh, this <laughs> Pavlov's house diagram looks like fifteen millimeter instead of twenty eight. Yes, it does. Right? <laughs> if so it's you, even that big, right? Yeah. If that's a four by four, maybe like six, six, mil- six millimeter. Yeah. Six millimeter. Yeah, that yeah. yeah, might be more. I accurate. do like from a historical perspective in the scenario they talk about because of the elevation of Pavlov's house and the approach to it, the German Panzers really struggled to get near the house because uh, the defense of the house put all of their anti-tank rifles up on the top floor mm-hmm. and they couldn't raise their turrets up high <laughs> enough to return fire and the anti-tank rifles were getting um, top penetrating shots onto the panzers as they approached the house so they could never get near it huh just taking the whole building down 
Yeah. It's an awful big building. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's moved to the other another section if their floor starts crumbling. So uh, the special one of the special rules in this scenario is is gun elevation. Tanks can't target the top floor of the Pavlov's house. So. Oh man. Oh god. Nice. They won't get that one. Not get taken advantage of for sure. Although. <laughs> Probably much easier to drop this house in in bolt action terms than it was in real life. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Right, you can still destroy this thing, and I think we'd have to talk about making your house a se- like sections, right? Just like there's like four yeah. sections up there or something, mm-hmm. so you have more than one unit on a floor too. Yeah. Because I mean, historically, they, most of the guys were inside the building, weren't they? Uh, yeah, typically. So there were <laughs> yeah. there would be some sallies going out and coming back in. So right. But not, I mean, for the most part, the fighting was between the building and the Germans advancing. Yeah, they, they yeah, it, it became really difficult. And honestly, um, historically, um, if you're not paying attention to the propaganda, most of the important fighting, or maybe even entirely all of the important fighting um, for Stalingrad wasn't taking place around Pavlov's house. So. Was not, or no, was? It was not. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Okay. Well, Didn't he that's... have a dog? Uh, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> wrong, wrong Pav. Oh, sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah, the Pavlov. Thought I heard the a Pavlov bell. response. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Let's keep moving along. I don't know if there's any more that we want to look at, or do we want to start looking at? Uh, they then they get in these really super heavy, dense terrain ones and stuff that I don't have the terrain for. Surprisingly enough, even though I have a remarkable amount of terrain, Dale probably does. I've got a, lot a of board and some future boards that will likely represent quite a bit of what's going on. So there, there is um, Scenario 15, Operation Hubertus. Hubertus? Hubertus? Hang on. Looking for the word. H-U-B-E-R. 4 by 4 78, page 78. Hubertus. Give there a second. It's a big, chunky thing, so it's like... Page oh, 78. Yeah. yeah, your guess is as good as mine on that one. <laughs> I mean, I'm so, guessing so it's, I did okay. it's German. Yeah, it's you did great. Probably German. <laughs> That sounds it's great. Awesome. Sally of the German offensive. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's it's going to be something along Hubertus or Hubertus. So this is one that uh, uses, uh, and they, they introduced demolition charges on this, which you will kind of see later. On. I was going to say, I saw one on a bridge one. Was there a bridge before this one or after this yes, one? Yes, there was, there was a scenario that basically there's a bridge. Uh, it was early on. Yeah. That there's a bridge that's rigged to blow, and uh, the Soviets are trying to blow it and the Germans are trying to stop it from happening and yeah right. but that's a different than the demolition charges in this one okay. this one we'll see later oddly enough page 133 they'll tell you all about it uh, mm-hmm. so this is a small 4x4 four four, and this one just looks like it's Craterville <laughs> it is Craterville and that's really what it looks like there's just broken houses and craters and that's all you have for terrain but it, it looked interesting I don't think I have that many craters Close. Let's see if there's an STL for me. Maybe I can print craters. Oh, I'm sure there's a bajillion sure of them. Yeah, I know there's a couple, actually. Pat's go. probably already got them. I mean, what uh, are you trying to demolition, though? What is, what is the point? Uh, all German pioneer oh. units are considered to be armed with demolition charges in this scenario, and they are supposed to blow up, uh, supposed to get to, to the apothecary and the commissar's yeah. house, which you is have to blow up two houses. Yep. Yeah, there's two houses on the middle line. Okay, and you kill those two and you win. Interesting. Okay. Guessing it looks harder, it's probably harder than it looks. There's not a lot of cover, unless you're counting the inside the craters as hard cover. 
Uh, probably, probably. The craters not. aren't very tall, so there's not a lot of line of sight blocking. I'm sure, they're hard covered, so, but they're rough too. Yeah, which now you know you can charge six out, six inches out of. But you can't run either. That's I mean you can't like advance fast if you're doing that. Stay out of the craters. Run well, advance fast. Yeah, the Germans do have twice twice the size of the Soviet force. Oh, so. okay, which helps. Yep. Yeah, there's something to be said there. Uh, they usually are pretty... Oh, my God, which one's this? 17, God of War. Oh, boy, that's a cool-sounding one. Uh, it looks like you've got stuff... What the hell is it? Are those two bunkers? German Trench 1 and German Trench 2 with a bunker in each of them? Whoa. All right. Some this topo is map. Preparatory bombardment. Oh, there's a dense fog. Victory is at the end of the game. Calculate victory... Each bunker is worth three victory points. You're trying to take the bunkers. There you go. But Great flamethrowers. Right, lots of them. It's an interesting. I don't. Can't, I recommend at least five. The, trying oh, to yeah, figure minimum. out the layout doesn't make a lot of sense, but it looked like two rivers when I looked at the <sighs> diagram. I was that's, like, that's, that's the deployment zones. Oh, it is the deployment zones. That makes more sense. Yep. Okay. It just looks like rivers. <laughs> so, no, that, sorry, excuse me. Those are those are just hills, and I'm not sure what the brown lines are supposed to be. Just, just are they happy areas? trees? They look like scary trees to me. Yeah, all right. Um, I'm guessing they're just like supposed to be raised elevation, probably or if you, like if dry you stare at, beds. If you stare at it long enough, you see a face. I kind of am seeing a face now. It's like a creepy eyed <laughs> face. Yeah, totally. Yep. <laughs> We'll say Paul is dead. Yeah. yeah. There you go. It's a rolling uh, step. Rolling step. So, there you go. Yeah. I will also say the the pictures of the, the models and the terrain and stuff they have in this book, top notch. Top yeah, notch. They're not, they have not skimped on the pictures. I mean, they, the they rival for sure. uh, Fortress Budapest. Yeah. They are getting really good with these books. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes me wish they'd go back and redo Battle of the Bulge. Whoa. Makes me wish they'd redo a lot Whoa. of stuff. Okay, so scenario 18, collision course. I'm just looking through for crazy things. There's a new rule called confused meaning engagement. Which That's a lot of words put together. Right. Well, I mean, confused fight is a thing, right? So I was like, yep. oh, is this a different rule? It is a different rule. Outflanking may take place beginning turn two instead of turn three, and there's no penalty for outflanking. Hey, cool. That would be Sweet. such a messy fight. Well, so much for my special forces that have that nice bonus, and so now they just... No one want to take them for this. Oh, wait, well, wait, British the, aren't here anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're not fighting with the British here. But just a very interesting little piece of, like, everyone's going to outflank. If you're like, oh, I was going to reserve it. Now I can just outflank All right, it. All right, Jeff. This uh, is a tank war scenario. So File this one away oh, for rappers to sniff. Ooh, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, to, to Dale's point, though, it, it sounds like it's a panzer division Romanian cavalry well, troop. Well, that's what, that's what the forces say, yeah. Yeah, that's I what mean, the scenario say, is. But yeah. I, um, I but like the this rule, rule on the though. other hand. I like this rule. It would make a very interesting battle for sure. It might be really messy, but... I wonder if anyone would remember the uh, fog special rule or the dense fog limits of visibility of 24 inches. That seems to be just forgotten all no, the no, time. No, 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 dude. If we're doing this at Operation Snafu, each table gets a glass with a dry ice cube in it, so you'll remember. <laughs> <laughs> when it runs out, yeah, it's fog's over. gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we poured a little more in. I don't, I don't know. I, I could see a lot of paper waving and sneezing occurring. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get rid of it. So don't uh, do it next week is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, 
that would be like an interesting like scalps type scenario, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, if you're if you're like you're anticipating mass chaos anyway, it just adds to the chaos. Yeah. And we like to push rules that that um, encourage players to look at their lists a little differently or bring stuff they may not have had yep. a high value on. And so I was I, earlier in the episode, I was a little down on outflanking or reserves in general. Maybe giving yeah, a little bonus right. like this might you know. You know, cause people like me to give it a second look. So. Right, it's true. Yeah, and so it, it also has an interesting VP condition, which I think is kind of cool. So there's a village in the middle of the board. It looks like it's like the middle twelve by twelve section of the board. Yep, mm-hmm. two by two section of the board. That only things inside that village count as VPs, or is it? Or do you get kill points too? It doesn't look like you get kill points. Yeah. It's just yeah, units you, left you, inside the village. You do get kill points, but you get more more VPs for units inside the village for there occupying the village. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's it's just an interesting zone to try and have to capture together. It's just kind of cool. Like, in, it's not like envelopment where you're like getting the deployment zone or sectors where you're trying to get into different places. You're all trying to get in the same place for the same points. Like, yeah, it's interesting. That's a hell of a knife fight in that village. Though. Oh, it's going to be a mess. Like, bring, that'd be bring a, a grenade. Scenario. Bring flamethrowers. Lots of them. Just bring, sit back and worth it. Bring your storm groups. Yeah. We'll get there in a minute. <laughs> Remember they had that time machine thing, right? So we, we yeah, skipped yeah. ahead a little bit. Yeah, we, we are we are like actually bouncing skipping along the timeline. Right. We've messed with time the time what the hell is it from Back to the Future? The time Space Time Continuum? Yeah, space time continuum. There we go. We okay. broke the space time continuum and now we're really messed up. Now we're our own grandparents. Damn. <laughs> okay, Fry. <laughs> <laughs> McFly, not Fry. No, oh, Fry. No, it's, Fry's oh, actually yeah, his own right. father. Yep. Or his own grandfather. Own grandfather, yeah. yeah. <laughs> McFly only only tried. <laughs> only tried, that's right. <laughs> oh, man, what's this one? I want to look at this one, too. 22, full speed ahead, has like an, another obnoxious deployment zone where... The Germans can deploy almost anywhere except it looks like the outside 12 inches of the board. And then each player scores one for units destroyed, control objective markers. What's that? I was trying to pronounce that German word in operation something. Oh, good luck, dude. Well, the first part I'm sure is winter. And I kind of fall off after that. Which page? Which page? Yeah. Uh, Uh, 104. 104. All the way to 104. You skipped ahead to 104. Come on, uh, Winter Tempest? No, that's not right. That's Vinter way too easy. Vin- I'm like, that word is Vinter easy. Vinter Vinter? Winter Gewerter. Gewerter. That's a good word. Gesundheit. Like yeah. Right? Winter Sorry, you were talking about Scenario 22, weren't you? I got stuck in Scenario 20. I like the picture. I, no, I was talking about uh, 19, I think. But oh. it's okay. We can. Well, this one looks just as bizarre, though. There's all sorts right? of stuff going on here. <laughs> the, obviously, they've done a good job of looking through all of the scenarios that are like, or, you know, all of the stories around Stalingrad and it looks like they're doing a great job of making scenarios to match those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Pav- yeah. Pavlov's house seems really early to me. I don't know. I would have expected that one to end up later for some reason, but I guess Stalingrad um, lasted a lot no, longer it was, than that. No, it was, it was on the earlier side of what was okay. happening. So. Little Saturn. Thunderclap. Let's look at Thunderclap. That one sounds cool. I knew a dancer named that once. I don't want to know. <laughs> Uh, what Didn't was ACDC it? write a song about her? <laughs> I think uh, so. Been thunderclap. Da, 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 da. Oh, God. 
I just thought about that. <laughs> was it the Thunderstruck? <laughs> it was Thunderstruck. Yeah, Thunderstruck, okay. yes. Uh, sorry, Australians. It's a great um, song, actually. Yeah. Low ammunition is a new rule, according to, I don't know. Uh, yeah, at. we'll have to talk about those new rules, because yeah. they have also got a, a new fuel shortage. It's not the one you think from the Ooh. German theater so selectors. Low manpower, low ammunition, malnourished, and frostbitten. It's like, it's really sucked. Just for the record, this, this map totally is a face for Thunderclap. Oh, totally. Which one? <laughs> the one on page 109. When you get your books at home, folks, that one is like scary alien face. <laughs> it's looking at me. <laughs> Wait, really talking, oh, my God. <laughs> I'll also say is we are, we are not alone. <laughs> right. It's probably the looks that our listeners are giving us right now listening yeah. to this garbage. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is hot, hot garbage here. But there's lots, there's lots of stuff. All right. Uh, Operation Ring. I'm just going to name them because they, they have cool names. They do. Ring is the last scenario. Ring Seven. is the last scenario. So now we get into the units, which is the most important thing. Well, wait, hang just, on. Before we jump into the units. Oh, oh, there was something else you wanted to talk about in there. Yes. Yeah, there is. So if you go to page 170, actually um, starting with page 167, they actually have a campaign set up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 167, um, you said? Yeah. yeah jump it's past all the units. End. Ignore oh. all of them. They're rubbish. Oh, look, at the, look at the campaign. Yeah, we'll all get right. to those. I, I think it's really clever what they did here with the campaign because okay. I liked it. It gives you it gives you an impetus to play the scenarios as opposed to oh well here's a cool rule or here's something kind of fun. Um, I actually read this and thought it was really cool and it's set up for like club campaign play. So oh, it's like they have us in mind. Yeah, Sweet. yeah. It's they've got a map with sections and then. Um, they have very clear campaign win conditions. And a lot of the scenarios are tilted in favor of the Germans, you know, because of how it was working out. Mm-hmm. And essentially the, the, the Soviet win condition is to survive long enough for the counterattack to be mounted. And so you, you earn victory points through each one of the scenarios that you play. If you don't win, that's okay. You're just trying to last as long as you possibly can. Anyways, I thought it was actually really cool and hmm. definitely definitely worth picking up the book for if you're interested in that kind of play. And I don't recall seeing something like this in any of the previous campaigns. I don't think we've seen anything like this before. Uh, The only other one we saw was uh, something about playing a game of bolt action with yourself. <laughs> where they had the where they had the deck of cards to represent, oh, yeah, yeah, that's you could right. activate what and something like that. Uh, I forget which one that yeah, was. Yeah, that was a recent one, but that does not. That's not even close to the same as this. No, it, it, but no, they they haven't done this full campaign thing right. with. Uh, and they have the recommended players. They have they have stat trackers for keeping track of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You fill the stat tracker up. You get certain bonuses like a, a, an extra order dice in the bag. So yeah, yeah, I saw this too, Dale. I'm like, that is really clever. This is like, here, read this part first. After you borrowed the book from a friend, and you will go buy your own book. Yeah, yeah, it, it gives you a way to play through the scenarios um, when you might not have normally done it initially. It's, so and they have yeah, like four to eight players club level. They've also even got two players if just all you have is you and your uncle in your hometown that play. Mm-hmm. You can still do a campaign with this book. Yep, and there's three different campaign lengths. You can do 15 games, eight games, or one as short as four games. So, yeah, very cool. Whoa, sorry, I'm just reading all the other rules. Protracted <laughs> battle. Protracted battle is brutal. 
What does that oh, say? Uh, so, sorry, I'm just like skipping through all of the special rules. Protracted battle. Game length. Protracted battles last 9 to 10 turns instead of the normal 6 to 7. Um, instead of entering the field beginning turn 2, reserves instead will only come into the board in turn 5. Oh my god. <laughs> the rules are also in effect for turn 5 only. The sun sets and the rhythm of battle changes. Firing slackens and soldiers focus on fortifying their position and bringing up reinforcements. Night fighting starts on turn 5. Dig in during turn 5 units can be given a down order to dig in uh, so they can make a trench or foxhole and then bring up the reserves all units in reserve may not enter the field until turn 5 and they enter the automatically uh, they uh, no role necessary automatically enter they enter from the appropriate edge and they or they may deploy within 6 inches of any friendly HQ unit damn yeah that's interesting uh, from that, turn that's, that's <laughs> oh, your man. afternoon Yep, turn eight. From turn eight onwards, all out fighting resumes in the in a new day. So the new day starts in turn eight. So night fighting, digging in, and bringing up the reserve rules are no longer in effect after turn eight. So it's you got a like, short night. Yeah, you got three three rounds of night fight, and then you, that's actually cool though that you're like, it's you're fighting late in the day, and all of a sudden it turns into night, and everyone's kind of dying down, and you're just basically trying to fortify a position or trying to gain an advantage, right? Like you maybe are trying to push the advantage where you can. Did you, um, did any of you see the sewer rules? I was just saw those a second ago, but I saw I got caught up in the protracted battle. Uh, we, we've seen those in Budapest. Are they yeah, I was going to say, I feel like they're the same. Oh, I, I didn't recall that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've been thinking, same. yeah, I've been thinking about my boards and trying to incorporate sewers in them somehow, but wasn't exactly sure how they would play. I haven't compared them side by side with Budapest, but I know we first Seemingly got introduced similar. with the sewer rules and they yeah. come out in ambush or they just disappear and die no and this one um uh wait no wait a unit may use advance or run to move onto the table from any ground level point on the tabletop that is more than six inches away from any enemy model so you can come in anywhere on the board <laughs> as long as you're more than six inches away from an enemy model hmm, surprise <laughs> but don't you also have a chance of just disappearing? So, yeah, yeah. If you foobar, if you're foobar. you, you okay. are hopelessly lost, suffocate, and trigger a booby trap. You are destroyed. All right. So and your role is minus two. 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 To yeah. And you're limit then you're limited to the number of t- or the types of troops that can actually use the sewers to get around. But so. it's still pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think that's similar. Yeah, it probably is. So, and then the foobar chart changed too. Um, kinda. Yeah, a little bit. For scenario. Oh, is it for. For the scenario, yeah, or, or for for um, city fighting, I think uh, yes. under Bedlam so is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. So it's only when you're when you have the city fighting special rules, your foobar chart. Is oh, there you go. Way worse because you foobar on an eleven or a twelve. Right. Yeah, that's bad. And, and your friendly the, fire on a one or a two. I didn't yep. go through nice. all the rubble rules, but there's rubble rules in this one too. Uh, we've that. seen we've seen those yeah. before. Yep. Yep. Rubble all is the brutal. Same. Yep. Rubble is brutal. Uh, Talk only about slowing f- the only, game down. Only for super. Heavies. <laughs> Only. Only. No one's going to be playing those anyway. Well, until we get the errata, no one can charge anybody else in uh, in rough ground. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, we mentioned that since we're talking special rules, might as well hit the rest of them. So the fuel shortage, uh, this is different than what is in the theater selector. I forget which one out of the German book it is that has the fuel shortage with the point cost oh, reduction. Man. This does not. This is a scenario specific. So for every... Uh, vehicle you have, you roll a D6 plus 2. So if you have 3, you're rolling 3 D6 plus 6. 
that's the number of fuel units you have, and you distribute them amongst your force secretly. You don't have to tell them, and every time you move a unit, it takes up a fuel. Every time you attempt to come on the board, it takes up a fuel, whether you get out mm. or not. And once you're out of fuel, you're mobilized, but you don't have to tell them that, so that's, it's kind that's of different than what the other one. It, it, I think that's fun campaign play. I yeah. think it's fun campaign play. Yeah. I, well, yeah. It's fun in a sense because I think many of the scenarios that use this also have the supply drop, and one of the supply drops could be fuel canisters. Oh, there you go. Maybe we should fuel shortage operation snafu, and in the pre-planning stages, you have to allocate <laughs> your fuel to each of your individual Just, we have players. Just, oh, man. <laughs> so, so, you have one person per, that's like... Per uh, side? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. right. So you have we have 50 units for your side, and we have 50 units for your side. Figure it out. But that would be brutal. Figure it out, Jesus. Just good luck. <laughs> um, I think we'd see a tendency drop a little bit on that one. So the next one, I want, I want, I want to cover ammunition shortage because that one's go brutal for it too. So units that are suffering ammunition shortage, uh, forces suffering ammunition shortage cannot order more than half of the remaining units to fire per a turn. Oh my god! <laughs> Does not apply to assaults. Uh, assume that such dire soldiers use the ammunition they have or scrounge ammunition or they use their bayonets, I would assume. Like, come on, it's an assault. But, uh, what? So you can only, only issue fire to half your units? Okay. Wow. I yeah. mean, how? what a great rule to represent kind of... I mean, you really have to decide what's important. I, right, right. That's That's interesting. Again, great club campaign. Yeah, club campaign. These are fantastic. Sure. Yeah, for I'm sure. Sure. That's fun. A tournament, I'm not showing up. Yeah, it would be a little bit hard. This would be fun at a narrative tournament. This would be less fun at a competitive tournament. Yeah. Oh, for that's, sure. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's fair. Oh, and you can flavor some of this stuff in with maybe, well, uh, like, the fuel unless, thing would be hard. but You know, unless you let everybody know ahead of time and then everyone brings... Uh, Japanese bamboo squats. <laughs> if, I think fuel. you could do the you could do the fuel well, shortage for lancers who can't fire. So there you go. You could yeah. do the fuel shortage for one round of a tournament. That could be okay. Yeah. I just wouldn't do it for the whole tournament. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. You you would do it for one. Yes. Yeah. Totally. You do it for one that you would be able to plan ahead for. So, or somehow would be able to figure it out. Yeah. Right. It's Sorry. Interesting. Do we want to get to the... I mean, how about that as an objective table reward? If you win this, you can cause fuel shortage for the other team in the next round. For sure. <laughs> uh, I would probably do it more like everybody's going to have fuel shortages next time, but whoever won that board gets an extra, gets extra 2D6 fuel or something. Oh, yeah. That's, well, that's well, or, or, or even yet, you have fuel, uh, fuel objectives on multiple tables... And that would be able to add to either side, depending on who captured them. Yeah, sure. Each one is a D6, but Rick is yeah. going to roll the dice. So, <laughs> so everyone gets you're, one. You're all screwed. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. These actually tink, 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 they're empty. <laughs> what how, happened? Rick, how did you roll a negative two on a D6? I just don't understand it. Rick rolls his dice. It hits the barrel. It falls over and explodes. Oh, I guess there's no fuel. <laughs> no more fuel. Sorry. That's just the way it goes. All right, I'm trying to get to the back to where we were, where I was all excited. Uh, uh, excitement is 119. Thank you. I was almost there. I was at 120. All right, so we're talking new units. Woo! Right? Yeah. Yep. Bring forth the salt. 
<laughs> we'll, we'll get to the salt at the end, Jeff. We'll, oh, we'll, okay, we'll, fine. We'll, we'll let it linger. I'm sure, I'd kind of like to be salty through the whole thing, but okay, All right. fine. I'll, well, I'll restrain can, myself. You, you can keep lingering. We'll just we'll end with the Germans. How's that sound? If <laughs> it'll make yeah, the salt that, better, that's right? fair. That's or fair. should we start with the Germans and work our way? Yeah, that's going to be like the Dead Sea either way. So, right, good point. All right, headquarter units. So, is this? They're not in any order. Are they seriously like just intermingled here, or are these all Soviet units right now? It's all Soviet. Soviet units. All right, then previous page some new Soviet Front, units. Frontnik. Frontnik Commissar. 40-point regular Commissar. Yeah. Regular Don't Commissar. That doesn't exist normally, does it? No, no. so you're really inexperienced. Yeah. Okay, so I thought, does he have any new roles? <laughs> yes. Does he have? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, well, shit. He comes with the regular rule. Yep. Of yep. no one step oh, back. That's right. This yep. is the unit. And he gets an additional rule. Yeah, the additional rule being inspiring rhetoric, meaning that any inexperienced squad within six inches of the commissar do not suffer the minus one penalty for inexperienced. Yeah, the minus one to hit. Yeah. Yeah, the minus one to hit. And just for the record, frontnet commissars count as a headquarter unit for the purposes of generic reinforced platoon selector from the bolt oh, action. Oh God, we're gonna see these all over the place because they're freaking everywhere. You're gonna see more inexperienced spam. Yeah. So yeah. So what oh, that means? Learns. Yeah. What this mean? What that means is that they can be taken in a generic reinforced selector. They don't yes. replace yep. the second LT uh, required no. officer selection. No. But they. They do get added to the generic reinforced platoon. Correct. So, so you know you saw those giant horde armies of inexperienced Russians, and the only really balancing factor was that they can't hit the broadside of a barn. Eh, not anymore. At least half of it will hit one side of the barn. Yeah. yeah. Anybody within six inches of this joker will. It might even be the narrow side of the barn. It might not be the broadside. It might hit the narrow side. Yeah. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. It is interesting that it is a one one commissar with two men. So you can't make it a small team, unfortunately. So it has a shot at getting wiped out. You, but you do you do have to purchase the extra men. So the commissar yeah. himself is forty points. And oh, you can it add is. Two men okay, to it. it is All up right. to. So he can be small. Oh, sorry, I looked at it. Said an up. I did not see the up to. Okay, so yep. then it makes it as good as anything else I would expect. Yep. You can right. buy one extra dude and. Yeah, forty points for a commissar and two regular guys would be an absolute. Steel. Yeah. yeah. So but that's not the case. So. so the next one is called the Polititruck. Polititruck? Uh, this is another generic one, and it has the same role. Uh, almost exactly the same thing, yep. but yeah. newer name. He also does not have the not one step back rule, if you notice. No, right. He gives yeah. the minus one, um, he removes the minus one from inexperience to hit. Yep. Which now your whole army can hit both sides of the barn. So yeah. you could have both of these things, right? They're not; in, they're two different things, right? Well, the the, the rule doesn't stack, but you can put no, them no, no, in right. different parts of your army. Right, you know? you're covering yeah. different inexperienced squads if you wanted to. Yes. Yep. Right. Yes. So yes. you could have six units in your one platoon if you so wanted, and both of these things could help make a bubble around them, which yeah. is pretty yeah. sweet. That's and that's amazing. That's a good ability. All right. Yes, it is. Next, next up for them is a sniper detachment. Yeah. So that's did you did you, did you catch that he's thirty point regular instead of forty point regular too? Oh, I didn't. I did not catch that he was cheaper, but that yeah. doesn't surprise me at this point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's the last of the HQ unit additions for. Okay. For the Soviets. Now we're in the infantry. Is am I reading that right? It's a f- one NCO and four men for sixty five points at veteran. Yep. Yeah. Is that cheap? 
Uh, usually they're 13 points, so that's right on the money. Okay, it's right Five. on the money. All right, okay. But anyway, let's get into what they actually are. This is a sniper, mm-hmm. sniper detachment. Um, so up to two men can have sniper rifles for plus 30 points a pop. Uh, what? And then the NCO can have an SMG. Nope. So you have a you have an NCO and then uh, two, sniper two snipers and two spotters. Okay, and and when you issue a fire order on them, you're able to decide whether or not you want to use your sniper rifles instead of normal fire. Um, must target the same enemy unit. Uh, it's kind of not as cool for me. I don't know. It's still pretty freaking good. It's still really good. I'm not going to lie. It's like, oh, I've removed your NCO and your LMG. That sounds fun. Well, you have to. You, you, they both have to fire in the same unit, and each sniper has to choose their target before firing. Oh. Okay. Yeah, All right. That actually makes it better because otherwise it'd be like you could make that pretty rough if you're like, I'm just going to pick the NCO every time. Sure. But I think you're wasting us to shoot at squads. This is like a, the. Shoot both of these guys at a small team and make sure you kill it. Right, right. That's another good use of it. Interesting. I, I've been I've been talking to you guys about what where's the consistency in your list, which you know that kind of that yeah. whole discussion, and your one shot units typically aren't consistent, at least not Correct. reliably. And the way to mitigate that is to have multiples of those. More dice. So, Correct. Yep. So this sure. bakes they just this kind of bakes it into one selection. Yeah, it's yep. really it gets really pricey pretty quick though for you know it does. two sniper rifles is makes it hundred and twenty five points right off the bat. It's for it's five guys. For it's five dudes. It's a lot. But it is two snipers in a unit. And they're veteran. I mean So one veteran sniper unit, which is one the one sniper selection in a reinforced platoon is sixty five. Right. So two veteran sniper units would be one thirty. Right. And you can, and this does count as your sniper slot in your No, it doesn't. Count yes. as a sniper team for the purpose oh, of generic reinforced yep. platoon. So yes, yes it does. And yeah, by the way, these are also part of your reinforced platoon selector. So uh, hey, a person snafu, you can have these. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And they've also called out so it counts as for generic reinforced platoon. But right underneath it, it also does say any any theater from 1942 onward, you're able to use this as well, apparently. Yep. Well, it's, they that, didn't quite say it that way, but that's what I'm reading it as. Yeah. That costing is correct, too. I mean, if you do the math quick, you know, 130 points is two 65-point sniper teams. Plus, you get a free NCO with a free NCO with this. One dude, one extra dude for free. All right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not bad. I think it's pretty good. Okay. So now the next one, there's a Zyke. Z- Zachata squad? Sure. That, that's what I would say. Zachata? So it's I probably wrong. It's, I'm sure it's wrong. But anyway, it's a sniper and two... Is Do I get this right? Is a master sniper and... And, and two... Two uh, others? Two, are, yeah, two, two are other training. Rows. Two yep. apprentice snipers, effectively. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> what? This is bad. This <laughs> one's weird. This, this is, is bad. This, this is 120 bad. points, and the, the squad... Is regular. So, okay. but, but if you kill the two apprentice snipers, the master sticks around as a veteran. But if the veteran gets killed, the two oh, apprentice man. stick around as yeah. experienced. Uh, and you can fire. You can either fire the veteran or the two inexperienced. So would the inexperienced be hitting on a four? Right. Uh, well, the squad is still regular. Okay. Oh, but okay. Um, right? Yes. Nah. It's bad. 
there's like that's we're just gonna skip that one because um, that one doesn't as a can it, of worms. It's, it's odd. It's flavor. This it's flavor. One is, yeah. This one is also uh, part of a generic reinforced platoon. Yes, we're seeing a trend here. Um, uh, yeah. Let's let's which is cool. I like that. I I appreciate having more units in, G- in reinforced platoons, but. Um, not ones that mess up shit like this because this one has got a bunch of questions already for it. Uh, just, so don't just bring that Operation Snafu. It's just a lot of bookkeeping. It's not that bad. Yeah, no, it's just what you like. Yeah, which guy dies? Oh no, it's veteran. Or oh no, no, it's inexperienced. Okay, interesting. Yep. It's like um, a green trooper. Sure. Yeah, I suppose it is a lot like green, and that's not that hard to keep track of. Speaking yep. of green, the next unit's green, which is student officers, inexperienced, and they basically inexperienced fanatic. Mm-hmm. Or do they have to pay for it? No, nope, comes with it. No, comes with it. B- Sweet. Baked in, but but do yep. pay for it indirectly. Yeah, I mean, right, it's baked into the cost. All right. Yep. Next one. Storm Troop. Storm Troopers. Uh, Storm by troop. the way, the, the student officer is also a generic reinforced platoon selector. Yep. Yeah. And yep. so is the Storm Troop, and let's just let Dale <laughs> go ahead and talk yeah, about Yeah, Dale, why don't you yeah. take this yeah. one? Yeah. All right. <laughs> the Storm Group? If you yeah, can get storm the drool group. off your mouth. Yeah. All right. Well, so um, in the first part of this episode, um, I was talking about um, approaching army list building and things like this and efficiency of actions and things like that. And and you guys pointed out, well, you know, it depends upon the units that you have available to you. And I'm currently looking at Soviet armies and... I thought about that after we wrapped up recording the last time, and you guys are actually really right. The Soviets have a lot of um, very cost-efficient tools. They, there's a lot of things that they can do and select. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. And <laughs> this I was, just in. I was reading through the book. This is what we have in front of us, and I get to this entry, and um, talk about just nailing the coffin shut with a bunch of extra nails. This group comes out, and it's. It's it's a fantastic item. It's called the Storm Group. Um, so they come as regular or veteran. Basically, they get a three point upgrade um, called Armed to the Teeth, and basically Sick. these these represent um, the um, the Russians and how they adapted in the city fighting, um, in in particular close quarters when they were going building to building and things like that. And effectively, they just grabbed as many grenades as they could possibly handle, and they would. They would, pre, they would preemptively just kind of throw in the grenades into German-held positions um, and then come in with their SMGs to clean up whatever had survived or, or those kinds of things. And so their special rule, armed to the teeth, effectively um, any time they are assaulting, successfully assaulting an enemy unit, they always strike first effectively. Regardless of his defensive position so, or not, yeah, so good. But, so f- but they so have good. to initiate the close quarters combat. Sure, yeah, sure. They, they have, have to not if they get charged. Yeah. They have they to do the charge. Yeah, they they have to have, have okay. issued the run order. Right. I mean, in in the reverse, it's like oh, you're going to get shot up by eight SMGs. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's <laughs> I mean, an NCO and three guys. So four man squad, fifty six points regular, sixty eight veteran. Yeah, you're definitely you can paying add up for to it. four more for another fourteen at regular, another seventeen at veteran. So you are paying a premium, but oh, barely man, so good. Oh boy. Yep. They count. Are, yeah, they count as having SMGs. So so they're tough fighters. Yeah. Polish yeah, sure. lancers will not want to be near these guys. 
No, I mean that's the beauty well, of Polish Lancers. They still might be able to reach out and touch you first, right? Yeah, and they'll show you where they touch yeah, you later. It's it's just Not another um, yeah. efficient tool that the oh, Soviets sure. have. That is yeah, just, for sure. Which just has another been added, one in the list. Yeah, has been added to the generic reinforced platoon. Right? Yeah. yeah. It, Jesus yeah. It's a brilliant. It's a brilliant little thing. I, I love the rule. I think it's fantastic. What I'm disappointed, not, maybe not disappointed, but what I find discouraging is that um, it's 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 not something that that um, the Axis get per se. You know, it's just you know. I don't know. I wish there. I wish that there was exciting stuff happening for everybody, not just what seems to be the same players all the time. <laughs> so, so sure. to pile it on here, so it is a zero three selector for oh generic force platoon. Uh, it can also be added to the theater selectors of Stalingrad, like they needed help. Operation right. Star, Battle of Kursk, Silo Heights, like it needed help, and Berlin. So cool. It's a and good. And they also added to the urban assault group from the Fortress Budapest campaign. I uh, I actually don't think it's zero three in a generic. I think it's unlimited in a generic. Yeah. It's alternatively, yeah, oh, sure, okay, yeah, alternatively, just, you can be uh, taken in the theaters. Yeah, God, if you're gonna put if you're gonna put six units, these guys, I'm just, I'm not gonna want to play. It is kind of like the hard counter to Polish lancers, though. Quite honestly, it, if it, they can get the charge, if they can get the charge, but you should be able to get the Polish lancers well, have that extra range. That yeah, because we've because we've seen so many Polish lancers in all the years we played. Right, <laughs> good point. There's only like one or two people in the world playing them at any given time, right? Uh, yeah, but I mean, it, it does demonstrate. It's the same that, army. It's the same army that just gets passed around. It, right. It's just you know, um, warlord. There, it's 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 clear they're perfectly capable of writing really cool, fun, flavorful kind of options in the army list. For sure. So let's let's spread the love a little bit. Let's right. Let's do that for everyone. Let's go to the next one because I actually love this one, even though it's probably not very good. <laughs> this one's this one's actually. The last, the last part of it is my best, my favorite part. Okay. So All right, you go yeah. ahead with it. Yeah, so it's, one, yeah. so it's a T thirty four, fresh off the factory floor, right? They're paint, like paint is still drying. Right. Yeah, they're if like pulling them one. out as they're getting invaded. So right, they're trying to get these these tanks out on the field as fast as possible. So it's one hundred and forty points for an inexperienced nine plus tank with a medium anti tank gun. It's inexperienced. Did I say that inexperienced? But you have to take a defect. It has no optics. Hastily repaired or factory worker crew, it's uh, awesome. Like you have to choose something wrong with it, which I like that you can choose what's wrong with it. You can work around it. So optics is your your range is reduced. Hastily repaired is when they bat, whenever the vehicle would suffer superficial damage and says suffers full damage. Full damage. Yep. Oh shit, that's the one you take. But the last one's my favorite is the factory crew. Uh, so as they're as they're rolling them off, they didn't have enough crews for the tanks. So the factory workers started jumping in the tanks to take them <laughs> yep. off. I mean, that the, makes the sense. The tank crew operator just like grabs his hand, and said, "Nope, nope, you're coming with us." He's like, "Wait, wait, wait. Okay, here I go. <laughs> Hold on, let me put this bolt in then, so I don't. This one doesn't fall apart when I'm in it. Let me finish <laughs> turning the nuts on this one, and <laughs> yeah. we're good to go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me, I'm going to spend an extra five minutes on this one if I have to get in it. Uh, so that one is in any time they have to make a, have to, this unit must pass an order check to m- make any action, even if it has no pins. So you have to take an order check no matter what. At inexperienced. At inexperienced, which kind of sucks. So you're so you, probably you take the hastily repair. Yeah, you take that's the hastily repair. Yeah. But a 140 point medium tank is pretty, that's not Sweet. bad. Yeah. And the hastily repaired one is not that awful. Uh, maybe it is, because you're still a 9 plus. You'd rather not take full damage. 
That's but that's the one you take. Yeah, yeah. of the of the three, it seems like it's the best yes. one. Although I don't mind the uh, uh, the main gun reducing to thirty six. Yeah, I don't bad. mind the no optics either. <laughs> well, you remember you're at, you're at minus one pen over eighteen inches. Over eighteen inches. Yeah. So you're just driving well, it close. I guess that's not terrible, but you're you're right. You're running a medium anti tank gun, so it's not like the worst thing ever. Yeah, but thirty six inches. It's, that's not very far. Especially it isn't on a six by four game. No, that isn't. It's it's not the worst, but it's I don't know. It's an interesting unit. I love the flavor. I love that you get to pick what's wrong with your stuff instead of like, oh, you're just out of fuel, or yeah. you know, like, I mean, a lot of things make sense in this like riveted construction or you know some of those other things that they have that only were the one thing wrong with that thing, like in volatile fuel tanks and shit like that. But it's just an interesting little nugget. It's cool. Anyway, here we go. Here we go, Jeff. Here we go. Are you ready for this? German new units. Fuck. <laughs> stand by for disappointment. Uh, yes, yeah, trombone right away. Uh, yeah. Alarm unit. Woo. Available woo, woo, as a reinforced woo. platoon. Well, why? 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 <laughs> why? Uh, rifle. In case you uh, yeah. an order dice, I don't uh, know. It's a inexperienced, tough order dice. inexperienced squad for five, six dudes. I would take an inexperienced MMG before I took this. Um. I mean, I'm invoking Never mind that Dave. they're paying points, too, because normally an experienced dude is seven. That makes them eight yeah. points. Yeah, they're eight points each for some reason. So they're we'll get they're to paying a point for something here. Well, well, they get to spin that wheel, though. Right. Add, add four additional men <laughs> so they can get up to nine men. Six, ten men. Ten men, excuse me. Yeah. Add yeah. hawk equipment. Alarm off and use it, uh, scrounged weapons. Before deployment begins, roll D6 for each alarm unit and consult the chart to see what weaponry they salvaged. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Okay. It's done nothing. Of the time, <laughs> nothing. Just, just, no, they get just their rifles. You get the normal rifles. Yes, yep. yes. And roll a four, four. Get SMGs. SMGs. Uh, two. But, yeah, exactly. You take off three models to get two SMGs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. you got to be fucking Or a 5-6, you take off... Uh, well, you take off three rifles to get one LMG, and someone else has to load. Yeah. Are you joking me? Why do they have to lose guys? That doesn't make sense. They, like, those guys because they're like, access and they have to lose. Fuck you. Because, <laughs> Spin because that wheel. Spin that wheel. That's this an is, awful wheel. This is the Italian entry for, for, for this. Yeah. For this, yeah. For this, this is, it was just, this it was is putting terrible. the wrong army. Yeah, it was putting the this wrong army. Right, this is actually an Italian unit. Because why, I mean, if you didn't why are you the paying guys, extra points for this? Why are you paying extra points for this? None of those things, if you have to take guys off when you get new equipment, why are you paying extra points right. for this? That's because you get stupid. to spin a wheel. That's that's all it is. Is like you get a stupid. random right. chaos, chaos so, roll here. Yeah, so in isolation, this is terrible. I mean, it is. But I'm assuming... <laughs> I'm assuming that these play a role in in at least one of the scenarios. Scenario, yeah, sure. Which is I, kind yes, of why they yes, were included. That's fine. So. And then they should have just left them in the friggin' scenario. Right. They should that. not have allowed you having the generic reinforced platoon because you're not going to take them. Well, someone, uh, some idiot's going to and roll six so dice and be like, "Oh, I if, got three dudes with an LMG." You do some fast math here, so you lose <laughs> four no, points on per unit. Four. Per unit. Right. Right. I'm just saying, like, yeah, you'd have six units of these, and all of them. You lose half of every unit that you just put on the table. Yeah. You, if you get the good, the quote unquote good results of four or five or six, your squad loses four points worth of value. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that doesn't make sense. That's um, that's stupid. This that's, is this is bad, and it should feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad for it. We're going to move along, so we don't. So, yeah, uh, don't by get the way, there, there, I, I believe in the Fortress Budapest there was a alarm 
sector or something like that that was better than this and well, still bad. Does that yeah. surprise anyone? This, that I was mean, just bad. Like nobody so should do that. Yeah. So this one is snafu disapproved. Is what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, well, it's not disapproved. You, you can bring this, but we're going to be like, why? Right. This is like bringing Norwegians to a well, no. Bring Norwegians. I respect you for that. This yeah, is just fair. like yeah. you can't do math. I mean, we're not a fan <laughs> of we're not a fan of rules that punish you for participating. Right. Because if yeah. you okay, so let's just we'll, we'll let's do the math for everyone. Right. So if you get the LMG result. You yep. lost 18, no, 16, 24 points worth of dudes and to get a 20-point weapon. You got it. That and doesn't you mean paid you an sense. extra one it's, point per guy right. for the honor of rolling. So. Right. For the penalty. Plus, don't yeah. forget, one of the one of the guys has to become a loader, so you lost that guy as a rifleman, right. too. Right. So you actually lost, yeah, you lost 32 points 32 worth of points. to get a 20-point rifle or a machine gun. You could take an inexperienced squad and get an LMG for less for less risk or the same points. For Almost. the same number of shots. So this anybody, is, sure. anybody that puts this in a, yeah. a snafu list for the reinforced platoon, I will let them have it. For sure. Yeah, they they can bring sure. it if they want to. I don't know God's I'm, name you would. I'll give them a high five and then maybe a <laughs> I mean, this is too. This is like this little that little pullout for Kelly's heroes where you play the generic Hollywood Germans that, you know, speak with terrible accents and just get shot in the face. <laughs> I and mean, that's what this unit is. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how they lose three guys when they're like, Hey, I found an LMG and the other three guys yeah, the disappear. They're still looking. They're still looking for it. <laughs> yeah. Three three of the you guys know. kill It's like it's like when you look for your lost keys, like, you know, if you stop if you don't stop looking after you've found them, they just keep looking after you've actually found sure, them. Sure, sure. No, no, come on, man. This is Voltron. The three of them get together and turn into a machine gun. <laughs> I was go. thinking, like, three of them are like, oh, shit, Fritz got a gun. We better get out of here. We better get out of here. <laughs> that dude's crazy. All right, all right, move on. Yeah. Move on to the next up. Uh, Panzer part. Grenadier I mean, Squad. Yes, I, yes. All right. Panzer Grenadier Squad. I think we've seen, like, how many versions of Panzer Grenadiers in the world. Uh, so this very particular one is a lot better in Fortress Budapest. Well, okay, has, let's go look at I that one. I think you don't have to pay for the bonus, do you? Uh, and they also have uh, Panzerfaust available. This one oh. does not have Panzerfaust available. Huh. Both are uh, reinforced platoons. So this is really only something you're going to play in Stalingrad. Although it does say Panzer Grenadier Squad Stalingrad. And the one in the Fortress Budapest does say Budapest. Okay. So serious question. What? I'm paying an extra point, and the rule I get is I can re-roll any failed order test to get out or into a vehicle. Yep. Same thing. Or, or I could take a full-size squad of 10 men and get that. Or, yep. I mean, you could take less and, and then have to pass your Tiger Fear. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> and why would you want to? You want to be close enough to fucking... You don't have anything to shoot sake. at them. So page 108 <laughs> in Fortress Budapest has these uh, same guys with better options. Okay, yeah. well, don't and take these And a point these, cheaper, then. right? And they're a point cheaper, aren't they? Uh, it's 50 regular for five guys, so... Yeah, so they're a point cheaper. They're a point cheaper. Take that unit, not this unit. All right, moving on. The Jaeger squad. These guys just are the douchebags that drink Jaeger at the club, right? Hell yeah. These guys are these guys do Jaeger shots platoon. all night. Douche, douchebag, I see that as a special rule in here. Oh no, it's not. Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's Mountaineers. They can, they can uh, if they take it. These if guys you, aren't that bad, actually. These if units, you pay for it, units treat rough, rough ground as open uh, train. If you also, pay for it, if you pay for it, also sure. available as oh, reinforced platoon. That's right. They don't have the. Jeez, oh, it's not available. Or so no, these are regular guys, okay. but yeah. at one point per model, you can you can treat rough ground as open terrain, which is freaking huge. Yeah, that's that's great, 
Um, but that's in, great. In, in the first part yet. of the episode, you could still charge if you're on rough ground. <laughs> yeah. Uh, At least now it's 12 inches. Right, you can still go over 12 inches. It's only worth like a half point now to me, though, quite honestly. Now that now that other people can charge while you're doing it, too. Uh, yeah. This is that's fantastic if you know, but of course they're I mean they have to pay for it. It's right. a little uninspiring, but sure, it's fantastic, whatever. Especially if you have a board full of rough ground, like a bunch right. of rubble. These guys would be brilliant. These would be good. I mean, are they Storm Squad good? No. No, not even close. Not even remotely close. Alright, they're as close as they're gonna get. I mean, what was the next one? Yeah, yeah this is the closest the thing to a good Legion unit squad. in the book for the for the Germans, so Yeah. It, it's the best of the best of the poop brigade here, so the, yeah. Croatian Legion Squad. Uh, nothing to speak of here. Croatian Pride. Uh, again, reinforced platoon. No. So they trade out their uh, initiative training for uh, snap to oh. action. Croatian Pride. To remove yeah. two pins instead of one. That's this cool. is good. Sure. And this unit passes a UMEN snap to action order that can remove two pins. Yes. Sorry. So you have to snap them to get that ability. Right. So you have to have a German... Officer. officer sitting there to snap babysitting them. them. This well, sounds good. Hang on, there's something that'll boost through that in a minute. There, this sounds good, but I, I don't think it's that good. It's not. Uh, that good. I. It's not bad. It's it's a reinforced platoon again, but it's no, it's uh, not ad hoc mm, equipment. But mm, no. vanilla ice cream, <laughs> vanilla ice cream. It is so, a little bit of vanilla ice cream. So there's, there's no there's no extra point cost affiliated with them for regular men. Uh, they're still at the ten man squad, which is good. Yeah, hallelujah. They got their the right, but they have this little. There's, this is a a, uh, a chain of events sort of thing where you have the right units do the right unit do the right unit sort of stuff. Which, sure, and that requires that they have two pins on them. Right, yeah. and that means they you can they can lose their NCO. Let's yep. literally put a pin in this, move on, and we'll come back to this again, and I'll tell you why they're pretty cool. Yeah. All right, we'll move here. the pin. Uh, you okay. know, you know what they should have done here is instead of removing uh, two pins, um, they should let them ignore the first two pins. Sure. No, that makes too much sense. Not allowed. That would be yeah, so much better. Make, and make so him, much more fun. To make them Soviet good. So. Right. If they were Soviets, that, that's what they get. You know, because because and then like five as, SMG. as British, an opposing British player, as an opposing player, I'm only ever going to put one pin on these because I know what their special rule is. Or yeah. if I if I know that they can ignore the first two pins, then it's like, well, crap. I'm not even going to shoot those guys. Right. So. Yeah. Until you can remove them. But we'll right. see what what Pat's gonna right. Let's gonna let's go pull for us later on. So it looks like we got some boats. We got a boat, at least one boat. I want Boots my flop sack, not a stern boat. They and got a stern boat. They got three new versions of the the boat. Yay! That is right. so exciting. Yeah. Well, one of them gets a, a one of them can carry a, a light AT gun. Yay! <laughs> Yay! I, I, I wonder You're finding if all the good stuff in there, Pat. I wonder if this is their like they're trying to set up for something. Can I transport that boat in the back of a transport truck? Yeah, right. Only if it's a dock with an MMG. Well, I think you need to have the proper trailer and backup equipment. Right, and the Coast Guard is going be to cool. be on your ass about that. You got to have the proper tags. Yeah, uh, make sure you drain your live wells too. Yeah, yeah. Can't carry barnacles from one place to another. Right. Exactly. Yeah, drain your live wells. Yep. Take take your seaweed off. Yep. yep. Only one fish per person. For, yeah, for whatever reason, daily, daily limit. Yeah. Hey, on the upside, they put all three boats on the same one page. You can turn past. We <laughs> just nice. ripped that page out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this page! I don't need this page. <laughs> Who needs boats? All right, moving along. Romanian units. Um, this but is a, thank, another thank one. Thank God page they got this one. Right, Ooh, we can delete this, this page too. 
an R1 tankette. They get a tankette. It's kind of nothing. They got an MMG on it. But but has an overworked driver. So he's like all Adderalled out and shit. (laughs) He's he's uh, he's he's Um, like strung out on coffee. This seems stupid expensive for what it is. Right. It gets recce. Has an overworked driver. That means. Uh, they what does it mean? They cannot fire hull mounted MMG if it has a yeah, right. you, can't, you can't fire both can't of the MMGs fire. unless you're not moving. Oh, yes, God. yeah, that's just yeah, whatever. Nobody's nobody's using this hot garbage. I'm sorry. I like that they tease you by putting a P38T below it. And it's yeah. like that's not what this actually is. Yeah. All right. Now Great I picture. we're going we're going past this because I mean it is cool, but it's not. It's not that cool. Not so, cool. new options, by the this way, cool. spoiler alert, it does not say reinforced platoon. Damn it. But I like these messengers. These right. Cool. Yeah, okay. It is super cool. Okay, let's get into them then. Let's do this. I want to see what this is. All right, so messengers. Uh, so, your lieutenant can have an upgrade to the his normal just bodyguard or, uh, I guess, extra. His buddy. His buddy. Body. His, extra, his extra wound point. For 10 points, uh, captains and majors have to pay 20 because they're that much cooler. Uh, but they have, but they have, they have a relay orders, uh, which is just a one use, but all of a sudden for one turn, they can like double their snap to action range. Dear Lord. Ability doubles the, for the rest of the turn, i.e. 12 inches for first, 24 for captains. Doesn't when you double need the amount of them, but it means the bubble bigger. Yep. Uh, and also your morale bonus. Yes. Thank you. Yep. I was just getting there. So the downside is their preferred target messengers are uh, cons- are, are, are conspicuous, which by the way is opposite of inconspicuous. I don't know if they like wear flaming red or something. I don't know what they what they particularly do, but. Uh, an enemy unit with ambush orders can draw a line of sight to them, can choose to fire on them rather than waiting for them to move. They can fire as though they had moved. Oof. Yeah, no, get, get to the next rule because that's what really makes this. The one use. Yep, but the last sentence is the one that makes it cool. Is that the, the Messengers you can spent have, their ability can't be used again. And then replace them, the messenger with a model in the unit standard infantryman. So yep. your lieutenant could technically have two messengers and use them in two different turns. Uh, sure. Upgrade one of their accompanying soldiers for plus uh, 10. Points. Never mind then. Damn it. I wanted to be stupid. Captains and majors Captains can upgrade two. Majors two. can upgrade two. May upgrade two there, you to go. The, there you go. So for that, 20 points each. My God, that's so expensive. Like for the 10 points, yeah. I could take it for the 10 points. And German, but the Germans can get this too. There you go, Jeff. That's your one saving grace in this, except you can't bring it in a reinforced platoon. Except I can't bring it in a reinforced platoon, so screw you. No, Unless you like. <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, okay. Eh. That was that was the only thing that I said about the the previous one removing two pins is that you know you get this this bigger bubble that you can snap them at a, at a greater range. And I would the almost one twi- the one point it matters you can get those two pins off you them know with this larger bubble. I think I think that this is available in reinforced platoons because these are these are new upgrades that are made available for lieutenants, captains and majors. These aren't new entries into oh, HQ. That's why they wouldn't talk about infantry, it that way. artilleries or right. they're not new units. These are new options that are made available to lieutenants, captains and majors which right. all exist in reinforced platoons. Right. So like the one below it is for pioneer and assault engineer squads which would actually already exist in reinforced platoons is just adding an additional piece. 
which right. is interesting. Well, I don't this, disagree with that, but it doesn't it was, specifically right, spell it out. Right, I agree with Pat. Something. It's not very clear about that. If this is available in a generic reinforced platoon, because it I doesn't say where it is available. Period. It just right. yeah. it doesn't specify. Yeah. Right. right, it's in this. It's in a campaign book, so it's hard to know for sure if they intend it for sure. this on, campaign. Hang on, let me call Alessio. Well, he didn't write the book. Oh, he didn't write the there, book. Yeah. That's right. But he's probably consulted on it. It's possible. And I think he said that he does try to review everything before it goes out. But yeah, that's my take on it. Um, so, I guess when we put operations and food together, we'll have to de- we'll have to be specific on whether. So I will. I nowhere else in it other than the table of contents do they mention they mention the word messengers. So it's not mentioned in any of the scenarios either. Mm-hmm. Maybe okay. it's supposed to be for everything then. Right. Shit. I think it's cool though. I, I think that'd be great. It is cool, yeah. and I'm okay with it. I mean, honestly, it, I'm okay with it. It, it. it seems pointed correctly for what it does. Yep, it's got some cool modeling options, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do wish. I, I think it would be even better if they could have made it not just the you snap to action bubble, but their like their morale for one turn. It does. It yeah, does. It does. Oh, it's, it is their morale bonus, and you snap to action. Oh, actually, yeah. that's 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 money yeah, for that's ten solid. Points. Then that's like solid. It. Then in fact. If I can bring that in a reinforced platoon, that's a solid addition. Yeah. That's, it, that is now the best thing the Germans get in this book, except it's for everybody. <laughs> and and that's think, just how those things work. But your snap to action is better, though. I mean, so there's something you get an additional bonus out of it is you could snap something a little further away now. I, I also cool. think um, it should allow you to not just double the range, but um, double the benefit. So if you're getting plus one leadership, oh. it should make it plus two. Or sure. if it's, it's plus one snap to action, it should be plus two snap to action. Is that like oh. the doublement theme where like double your pleasure yeah, or double because your... Yeah, because that could, that could make for a really powerful one-time, one-turn kind oh of situation. God, the Germans would be so it might be, that. It might be too good, though. I think we better... This is like the juicy fruit instead of the doublement. I think we'll Yeah, start. this is like the last for ten minutes gum here. Yeah. Um, okay, moving and on. It would be very powerful, but I think that would be like a kind of a really cool, cool option because I think it'd be super cool. The, I just think it's the messengers bring in, bring in that vodka, yeah. <laughs> you know? right? So, yeah, huh. let's talk. Let's go. Let's move on to demolition charges because I want to get to the one right underneath it because Jeff is going to like that one actually. I think so. Demolition charges once per game. The engineer squads may put it down order and then so and this is for pioneer and assault engineer right. units only. Sorry. Yes, correct. Which yes. makes sense. That's five points to equip one man with this. Okay. Yep. Makes the ship blow up, right? Yes. Four yes. inch HE, baby. That blows Holy up really cow. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but read how it's done first. Yeah, in price. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little tough. bit hard. Yeah, you got to put a down order next to them. Uh, you must and it was a range of the explosion. And then you got to get out of dodge. And then you, you got next order is down or run. Down meaning you're picking back up, run meaning it's going off and you're the GTFO. Right. You better run. And then it explodes. Four inch HE, have fun with that, fella. Like, uh, how is that even going to work? That sounds now, well. to be, now, to be fair, to be fair, it says if a down order is issued, the unit can defuse the charge and take it over. <laughs> if they would like to kill themselves to destroy a giant objective building, they can do it. Sure, sure. Yes. Sure. And it's, if you've got dice advantage, um, and the last dice you pull is to drop it. Oh, no, you have to, to drop, drop it. it. And then next turn. Yeah, but you've got to set it up a turn in advance. It's not like you can run in and drop it and then run right back out at the start of the next turn. You right. have to issue that down order. So it is. It is like you said. It's it's, it's a, a building destroyer. Yeah, it's a building it's a destroyer. It's a building destroyer. It's what it's meant for, which is fine. It's flavorful. It's not something I would. It's five points. I, I like it because I mean, five points, imagine, right. 
Imagine how many times at Snafu did someone just destroy the friggin' control tower on that airfield? Intentionally? Yeah. Intentionally? Both times the flamethrowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was totally accident. what you do it with, too. Yep. Uh, Rocky and John Ross, right. by the way, both yeah. of them. Right. So, like, they've got, say they've got two units in the on the upper floors of that control tower. You run in, you set the bomb, and you're like, have fun. Do you want to get out? <laughs> <laughs> Too late. I'm blowing it up. All right, the next one. I could see I could see someone preemptively blowing up the partisan buildings just so they don't have to deal <laughs> Absolutely. with Absolutely, have to go in them. You right. go in first, and I'm going to blow it up while you're in it. For five points, I mean, hey, why, why not? not? Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? I mean, I, it is a pretty inexpensive upgrade, I will say. The next one is the opposite of an inexpensive. I was excited about them until I saw how much they cost. Yes. This is only for German infantry squads. Right, but it's, they're, they're indirect fire weapons on infantry squads, which is... Basically, yeah, knee mortar or a VB launcher, but it's twenty points a model. You can have up yeah. to two. Yeah, I think Same the knee the mortars. Japanese I think the knee mortars are twelve to twenty-four, though. Yeah, exactly. That's are what they these are. More? Oh, okay. These so can be shot range. shorter, closer range, six inches. Yeah, these are right. six to eighteen. Yeah, but a unit that you're moving more often than not, why would you put them in there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, f- fun fact: they can't. These can fire smoke. <laughs> yeah, they can't. I, mean, yeah, I was I excited, more excited about them than I should be. Well, which, with how, with, which with how smoke scatters, they could end up behind you. Right? With, with 12 to 24 inches, you could take a minimum-sized squad with three three knee mortars and basically just stay in that bubble range, always moving and firing, which could yeah. be relatively effective. This, you need a minimum squad. Only two guys can have up to it, and it's 6 to 18, which puts them into a significantly closer threat yeah. range. Assault, yep. assault range of the Storm Guard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you never mind. You're not taking those. All right, moving along. Now we get yeah, into the I'd like, like the idea of rifle grenade adapters because they did exist in armies and they're yeah. you know, kind of cool. Well, but d- d- didn't they do those in Battle of the Bulge and they have those in there too? Yeah. Okay. Probably better than this too. Right. So I mean, the early war French have these in their squads and, too. I think Battle right. of the Bulge also had those what too. Would, what would make these cool is if you could fire them at the start of a, an assault turn that you're doing. Like if you're in a you're going to initiate an assault, you shoot the grenades right. Similar, so it it would be um, commiserate. That would be the storm rifle grenade adapter. Right, it would be commiserate (laughs) to the storm groups who get their benefit for throwing grenades. It would be nice if these guys could fire these when they're going into assault to kind of give them maybe an opportunity to pick off a couple of guys. They would definitely have to limit that then, though, because right, because this is on like the German infantry squad. This is like the 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 most vanilla of German units. Two one-inch HEs for forty points. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess I can see someone trying to find ways to manipulate that. Somewhere. Anyways, I think that would kind of be a cool thing that yeah people might actually think about taking. Them oh, for sure. And, um, and give the Germans if they work cool. that way. Yeah, yeah if they they work do that not way. work that way though, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. All right, so there's a lot of theater selectors all over the board, but I know there's probably two Dale really wants to touch on in particular. Sure. Um, well, there's one in particular I want to uh, I want to touch uh, on, I and there's another cool. S- okay. there's, there's another cool one. The tractor factory, I think, is, is kind of cool. More comical than cool, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, because of the campaign that's at the back of the book and all of the different scenarios, there's all the all the theater selectors. Um, I um, we've been we've been tossing over our, our ideas about version three and kind of how to change things up and shake things up. And it's there's always an opportunity. It is, but there's always, um, one of the things that I think anybody who does that thinks about what can you revisit the special rules, the army special rules that each individual army gets. And the theater selectors do that a little bit here. 
mm-hmm. tractor factory one. Um, so the one of the main Soviet bonuses they get is the um, quantity above quality or quantity is a quality all its own. Yes. Yeah. So they yep. get they get the free and experienced squad that you can right. max Every out. Every possible upgrade available yep. across the board. Yeah, which which typically translates into like 100 or 120 points depending upon everything. Which that's why happening. haven't you got the flag yet? So, um, <laughs> um, or if you, you pick a selector that's all fanatic, then they automatically get fanatic as well. Right. Sure. Um, for the the tractor factory, you can replace that with the um, with the uh, tractor rolling off of the the factory floor. To free an experience cool. tank instead. Well, yeah. There's a lot of the selectors allow you to replace for a different, like a, a cheap armored car or something like that too. But they're all around 100 points. Uh, 100, 100, 110. Yeah. Alternatively, you can get two free and experience anti-aircraft guns. Right, which is still about 100, 110 yeah, yeah, points. Yeah. I mean, the with a heavy how uh, heavy uh, auto cannon. Yep. yep. So and and their selector, you can have uh, zero to additional uh, tra- uh, uh, tanks rolling off the factory floor. <laughs> so you have three three inexperienced tanks running around. With flaws, one with wazoo. Op- yeah, no optics, and you know, the factory workers manning it. And <laughs> that one's the most hysterical. I want to see someone model the the last factory worker, like just plain blue, something like that, just holding out a guy's hand as getting pulled up. That would just be oh, awesome. Come on, man! You got to have the guy sticking out the hatch, but instead of a machine gun, he's got a riveter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like still working here. What happened? <laughs> that actually would be awesome if instead of tank riders, they're actually still. Just tightening all the bolts down. Why is this tra- Why is this tank floor moving so fast? I thought it was supposed to move at two miles an hour. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm looking at the squads to see if there's any squads that would flavorfully fit. Like, the, is the People's Militia Squad? You'd have the People's yeah. Militia Squad be like the factory floor workers. You could make a pretty killer ar- army out of it. Yeah it's, oh, yeah, it's one of the zero four infantry choices. Right. So you'd have like Actually, coveralls and shit. Like, you could, oh, um, the, your, two, your two main squads have to be People's Militia. Yeah. So, but you could have, you know, like just factory floor workers being your, your infantry squads too. That'd be actually a really cool themed army. With a great display board. I mean, there's so yeah. much mm-hmm. you can do there. And you have like the foreman. Do you have the choice of having those new units, the the front the front neck commissar? Yeah, you do. Yeah, just the front neck commissar. Yeah, and you don't have the other one. But you could have you could have a commissar and a front neck commissar. Yep. And you could, uh, you could like model those up as like the foreman. <laughs> the clipboard and a whistle and a hard hat. Right. Like, get back to work, or I shoot you. That sounds very Soviet Union. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No men drop a wrench. <laughs> yeah. But uh, here's you know so here's a theater selector in a single platoon that can let you take that lets you take three tanks. Yeah. Yeah. So um, three flawed inexperienced tanks. I'm okay but with that though. Still three tanks. That, what, that, right. That that's still gonna three okay. tanks will get Jesus almost anyone no matter what. Yeah. You're three doing. tanks for two hundred and eighty right. points. Right. Yeah. So, okay. The other one um, I I have personal interest in because I was I was trying to come up with a theme for for Pavlov's house because I have three of three Pavlov's houses in my actual house, oh, and <laughs> and so I was I was trying to figure out well what did that what did what did that group of soldiers actually look like and how did they fight and all this other kind of stuff and I put together a bunch of lists I was I was interested in taking the bug eater because they kind of. He kind of you're kind of rewarded for taking like historical style lists. It's, um, it's part of it's part of the point builds. It's, yeah. it's part of this the, the soft scores is the sure. historical theme behind it. Yep. Which and is, I think, the saving grace to the botchery that could be done with some of the lists. 
Okay. Right, and so. and so and so the first time I went to um, Bug Eater, I took a Japanese list, and I just I, d- I didn't have a lot of luck in finding anything historically that I could kind of get into and tell a story. So um, with this one, with the Stalingrad book coming out, I was really interested in in these theater selectors. They have a couple. They have one called no, Not a Step Back, which is um, from um, an order that Stalin gave. Maybe it wasn't an order. Maybe it was a speech. Page 137. In the defense yeah. of Stalingrad. And then No Land Beyond the Volga. They basically have the same um, selector special one. rules. And when I had, uh, last year when I was thinking about putting the list together for this Pavlov's house represented for Bug Eater, I'd actually included an artillery observer because they did have artillery support from the other yep. side of the river to help right. um, defend the German push towards Pavlov's house. Which is covered one of the scenarios and why they actually have the bridge just blown up, not blown up based on who wins that because there's not enough mm-hmm. room on that one side. Mm-hmm. That's what they had. And so one of the um, selector special rules for each of these um, theater selectors is off-map battery. Um, which means that once you resolve your first artillery strike, you're able to call in a second. Yeah, I'm so trying. I'm confused by that because I was reading that myself. Because it says there, you're not. There's nowhere to position our, or to safely put artillery, and then as such, Soviet players are not allowed to take artillery. But in the the, the theater selector above, it has artillery, zero one guns. You can take a ZIS three divisional gun. Yeah, I, I I don't understand what they're trying. Like, did they they must have missed something here? Yeah, I don't I don't know that that makes any sense. In the list I was putting together, I did not have any any artillery in it. So, but I did take right. an artillery observer because they the German special rule um, they get Russian um, the Russian thank you the Russian special rule they get to roll um, two dice I think and and, and the take the highest one. of yeah. the two for uh, six plus d six inches. Yeah, and our and yeah. artillery. Can artillery from a forward observer can actually be pretty effective in some situations. For sure, better than anti-aircraft. Or mm-hmm. the aircraft one is it's a hot garbage, but different mm-hmm. game, different. Listen to the American episode. So um, <laughs> no, maybe, we actually liked it back then. That was like oh, two and a half years ago. Maybe okay. we'll see. Arata, way off we don't now. like it. Yeah, Arata, we don't like it. So I think um, I'm likely to take one of these theater selectors when okay. uh, we roll the, the pas- Yeah, the Pavlov makes most sense, or the factory. The factory one is like could be some coop, super cool like stuff there. Yeah, yeah. But those are the two that I kind of looked at and like, oh, that I had some interest in. So. Okay. One of one of those two, you can take storm groups in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, one of those two is zero three storm groups. Oh, Jesus Christ. So is Stalingrad, but doesn't have the uh, off-map uh, battery that you're looking oh, for. I'm looking at Operation Uranus, and that's a tank platoon. Never mind. Uh, is the no land beyond Volga has the zero three storm groups. Yeah. There you go. Take that one, Dale. That's we'll see. Well, they um, they didn't have any of those, and at least it wasn't described in any of the research I was able to do on Pavlov's house. So I'm, I won't have any of those. I'm still trying to find out how exactly a naval, uh, a, a British naval artillery observer ended up near um, Burmi, uh, Burma. So I'm don't having worry. a tough time don't, with that. Don't, don't think too hard <laughs> about it. Just saying. I, I bought books and I'm still having a tough time. Yeah. <laughs> well, trying to be historical, but game in, all the way. In the uh, <laughs> in the offhand chance that we end up playing each other, 
Um, I don't think there were any there, so you might want to leave, <laughs> leave, leave it behind. <laughs> <laughs> on the off chance. Thanks. Okay. Zero your ass on If I find it, I'm highlighting the crap out of it and emailing Those it. Those naval <laughs> observers are ridiculous. So. Yeah, they are. They're super oh good. Oh, my God. They're just... Uh... All right. Let's look. Is there anything in the German side that looks good? Jeff? No. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm... there there's none that are terrible, but there's nothing that's like, oh, my God, this is a great selector and... You know, wow. There's nothing that's not a historical. Right. There's nothing that's like, oh my god, I need to take that because it's good power here, piece for me. Here, to do. Here's a perfect example of the difference between the two sides: the yeah. Rat, the Rattenkrieg reinforced platoon, assault gun support. The blah 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 blah. To represent the availability of these armored infantry support vehicles, two can be chosen for, or any configuration to take up one tank slot. So. Nothing free. <laughs> yeah, right. You can take zero, you can, two of them. You can buy two of them if you so feel like doing so. But it's not free. But it's, you don't get anything out of this. Right. There's, like, there's, a, there's a zero, two, um, a stew, three, any version you want, but that's kind of overcosted to begin with. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Yeah, that's the point is you're yeah. not getting anything out of that. Yeah. And that seems no. to be like one of the into, the... into Hell is another reinforced platoon that has that same no. rule. Why do we have to bother play this historical game with historical figures and historical facts? I mean, uh, oh wait, hang on, it keeps a lot of stuff in check. Uh, yeah, except on the except for the side. except for the Soviets. Well, you know, history was written by the victors, so you know, yeah, it's a secret win next Soviet time. Book. Uh, no, I'm, I'm glad that the Germans did not win this war, so I'm grateful for that. Right, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to seeing the the early war Blitzkrieg book come out. Ooh, that's not going to be. <laughs> I want it. To, I want it to be good. I want it to be good. But where the gonna r- special rule is, the special rule is like every every engagement the Germans start wins. No, it, well, I mean that is how it went. Right, Blitzkrieg was very much in favor of the Germans. Well, no one was ready for a war. I, w- just... I want like every infantry unit to get a free transport. That's like that's like uh, you being Dreamer. like a that's like I you know, being right? a six four guy and going up to like me and just tap me on the shoulder and just hitting me in the face and going hey by the way we're at war after I'm on the ground it's right like, exactly oh, thanks yeah, they kind of thanks for that that was that was a good fight yeah, I I can guarantee you if if they write a new Blitzkrieg book the Germans will not be getting anything like that good <laughs> no, they won't they'll take Tiger Fear out <laughs> altogether they, they might make the French crappy because the English hate the French still but yeah. they won't make the Germans good <laughs> so, so Tiger Fear will go to like negative six no. inches or something no here's the worst part Jeff they'll make well, it the best book ever. But none of it will be allowed in a reinforced platoon. Right. Yeah, it'll just be like, this is stuck in the book. You can't use it anywhere else. Yeah, scenario specific. Right. Well, I mean... That'd be the kicker. We're Maybe we're half-joking. Maybe we're more frustrated. Yeah, I'm legit grousing about it. I'm not joking. I'm grousing that, like... I feel like the Axis side has... Competitively, the Axis side has taken a lot of blows to the face. For sure, in the last two years. If you're talking about a competitive game, then yes, that's definitely. A and I mean, and listening to um, you know, I mean, Alessio uh, came out, and you know, the most recent um, Cast Ice episode, Brad interviewed him, and he talked a little bit about you know the design and the thoughts behind the game and stuff like that. And I think he had said that initially, maybe not initially, isn't the right word, but through the design process, they were interested in creating a tournament game. 
Um, and I would think that one of Fail. one of the I mean one of the things that you're interested in most of British all British and British is fine would be yeah would be balance and right, just right. unfortunately we're seven or eight years after that first edition if I'm not mistaken Japan and maybe Japan even longer fine. where it's just it's we're it's it's skewed too far and so hopefully right. you well, know I mean to be, yeah. to your point Pat German on German is fine too right, right. Yeah. yeah yeah country and country you, great. Yeah. yeah, the balance is there. Yeah, do it. I mean, I, I'm with I'm with you, Jeff. I'm wholeheartedly with you. I maybe is not. I'm not as upset. Well, no, I'm I'm probably equally upset about it. Like, you know, what? actually, Italians and Italians might actually not be a good matchup. Yeah, no, one has to be the defender, Oof. and the other one can't be. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Just think about that argument at the beginning of the game. It, like the whole game would be them arguing. No, you attack. No, you attack. No, you attack. No, you attack. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got no. letters from home. I can't deal with this. But I, it's it's it, and I'm I'm with you. Uh, and yeah. I, I didn't appreciate it as much as as I had earlier because I've I've played Japanese and now I'm playing Soviets and yeah. now I'm yeah. like seeing with a the, trend with the storm play, group. Play Italians. Once you I'm see like, those go. And that's so cool, storm group. What a cool rule. I really like this. This is something new. This is something fresh. And then it's like, oh, no one else gets to play with that. That's right. That's kind of right. crappy. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, like, I'm I'm not like a proponent of the SS, but like the SS were scary as hell. Like, does fanatic theoretically encompass everything about the SS that was there? But they have to pay for it. Again, yeah. Well, and this is the. the I mean, I've I've been bitching about that for a long time. I mean, yep. like Go back from to day one, two. right? From day one, I've been saying like <laughs> everyone else gets free shit, and then the Germans just get crapped on. Like that's fine, but there's no no upside. And now losing Tiger Fear made it that much worse. Like, yeah. it it was kind of the icing on the shit cake. So you, you didn't lose it; it just got really really bad in your favor it, and against you. Sorry, yes, against yeah, yeah. you. It, it's not in your favor to take it anymore for sure, which is fine. I I think Tiger Fear as a whole was kind of a crutch. I'm okay with it being gone, but what we have now and in return is not as not worthy of it. And on top of that, now like. You know, maybe maybe when the Blitzkrieg come, book comes out, we'll be completely shocked and super happy with Germans. Who knows? I don't know. I, I kind of. I highly doubt it. I'm kind of <laughs> feeling like that's not the not the case. But if anyone from Warlords listening, we would love to be happily happily shocked by the fact that the next the, the Blitzkrieg book, if it ever comes, is yeah. you know. You know, the trend doesn't seem to be early war books. No, but eventually they're going to have to... I mean, eventually they can go back and do them, right? They've already done a song grab book. They can kind of skip around now at this point. Well, I mean, they've, they've already done a done, Blitzkrieg. Yeah. They yeah. did Germany Strikes many, a long time ago. How many time, books they have now? Like 40-some? And they've already... Quite a few. They've, like, disavowed uh, basically their first edition uh, theater books. Yeah. They can't, yeah like another Empire campaign books stuff, before yeah. they were... Yeah. They've, except for acknowledging those army lists to bring them forward, even though some of their rules are kind of like... Yeah, they don't mesh up anymore. Right. Yeah. Polish lancers, Chinese stuff, but whatever. Right. But well, they 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 address the Chinese stuff in the fact. Sure. They, the, the point of it, the point for me is, is like as far as the historical war game go, these things are fine. You know, these rules are all fine. It's when I look at it from a competitive game fact is where we're right. finding all the is where I see all the imbalance at. Right. You know, if we're gonna, and the problem is, is that. I, oh god, it pains me to say this, but if you want to play historical, a historically accurate World War II game, bolt action would not be my first choice. For sure, there are a number of games that are much more historically accurate. If we're World War II gaming, 
Uh, I'm just going to say it. But as a competitive game, what I really like about Bolt Action, what drew me into it when we started playing, was I felt it was very, very well balanced. And I feel like we've wobbled off of that now. Like we are rotated off the balance factor and we are out of, we're skewed. Yeah. And, we and found we the competition factor and, yeah. and and that skewed the whole thing. For sure. Well, the rules are skewing it. I mean, like the rules and rules decisions and army list stuff right. are skewing the balance of the game. Like the new units in this book are skewing it towards the allies. Yes. The Tiger Fear ruling yep. skewed it towards the allies. Yep. Like lots of things are moving it. I think the thing I want to see is like, and this is, and I don't know, like maybe maybe they don't need this, but like in some ways you almost need to incentivize people to play the German side. You need to, you know, someone needs to be the villain. You almost need to incentivize that. Otherwise there's going to be a lot of British on British. Your British opponent must buy you a beer. Sure, if it's a German beer, I'll drink that. I don't care. Like, yeah, well, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there, we're going to start seeing less and less German players if this. Keeps well, we already happening. are. We I mean, already are. We took, for sure. It yeah. took us forever to fill the Axis side for Snafu. For sure, and that's what I'm saying is like, yeah. nobody wants to play the villain, right? There's, Everyone there's wants no, to play. There's the no hero. free order dice on the Axis side except for there's, Romania, which is kind of like they can go either way. Well, they go both on, ways. Yeah, it right. depends on when you. The the really good theater selector is allies. Yes, like the normal one is good. It's it's equal to French, but it's yep. not any better than the France the France book, and that's the best you get. But you know we 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 said this before. We've seen this is that every tournament is like doing their own version of yeah, nerfing no. or whatever, and that that's happening. And we've seen that with other game systems, and that. It's, yeah, it, it is. It, it's a thing. And it, it's a to, thing. Except every it's tournament a, to decide what they feel is the correct way to do that. Mm-hmm. That see, seems to be dangerous, to me, though. Too. Yeah, to me that that and to me that is indicative of a problem from the top. For sure. Right? If ever if everybody feels like they have to adjust something to make the game fair, you know, that's pretty indicative that you've got some sort of imbalance in your game rule system that needs correcting. Yeah. And, and I just I so, feel like this this isn't actually. Um, this isn't like a that hard a fix, right? You don't have to tear apart your rule system or do anything crazy to fix this. It's it's like Alessio's little article said. It's a a ten percent change would solve ninety five percent of the problems with balance right now, right? For sure. But it it would require you to actually make those changes. So it's not hit the Claxton and bail overboard. Not even just, close. No, 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 no. I mean, this is well, like I said. Not. We we can still see balance in here. We can we can reach out and touch balance. We're just not at balance. Do right. you have one, Jeff? I have a number of them, but <laughs> like, okay. you can implement so, any number of things. And yeah. in episode forty-six, this will be one of our topics we'll talk about: how to balance. Oh my god, that'll take up fourteen hours. Yeah, there's there's so many ways you could do this, and, and quite honestly, I'd rather share them with Warlord than share them part via part one. Part one. Okay. <laughs> so, well, a few episodes back, we did talk about changes to version three. Yeah, I think that's uh, what the discussion sure. looks like. Yeah, and and there was a lot of really Holy cow, just resounding feedback about that that want us to talk further about that. Um, we did kick it up the chain with part of our uh, our feedback on the uh, the charging thing. And I side-noted that, and I kind of said, ha-ha, we are not doing that. That is not in the works, not even the schedule. Right now we're, we're doing erratas and FAQs as needed to keep the community moving. So... Huh. 
there is no version three in the works in the near future, not even two years out. Yeah, interestingly enough, John John Starler uh, sat down and did a post Warlord GT or, or Warlord Games Day interview that was posted, and he discussed and had mentioned that um, version three was um, not immediate, but was kind of in the discussion loop. Hmm. Which seems to end, but this was last year. So and that does seem to contradict what we've heard recently in regards right. to. So basically, you're going to see the resolution of the coronavirus before version three. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> sure, well, that's for sure. So. I, I really surely hope so. <laughs> so we'll probably see, it, we'll see a fronts, vaccination. Right? We'll see a vaccination for coronavirus before we see There you go. That, that would be good, too. So. But. No, like I said, it's it's small changes would fix a lot of things. And the problem is, is I don't want to make these small changes as like a snafu rule packet because then we're just contributing to the problem that nobody's yeah. playing exactly right. the same game. Right. right. Yep. And that's wrong. Right. I don't like that. I I yeah I agree. Like all of this WTC stuff where everyone is playing things differently and all this like questions about stuff is just doesn't like. Don't like you play said, your own rules pack in your own tournament. Find right. a good way to do it. Right, competitively well, and share it with everyone. Well, right. I mean, I mean, do what you want to, but I don't see. I don't think we're going to create. A, we are not a rule set. No. So we may do some other stuff to make it flavorful, but we are not going to change the rules and as they are intended. No, we right. want Warlord to do that. Right. We're not going to take <laughs> right. away right. Tiger Fear from a Panzer Four, even if it's worse for you now. Right, you know, we will most likely not come over to your table and just simply say, "Hey, you know what? This guy's not really working anymore. We just grab him from you and take it away." <laughs> right. We're most likely not going to do that unless it's not painted, and then maybe we will. <laughs> well, well, maybe, but no, it's yeah, it coming. It's not painted. Right. Right. And I mean, and part of that's, my, I mean, coming out. Part of that's my stubbornness. I mean, when we played Eighth Edition back in the Warhammer days, the old days, we played Eighth Edition up here in the Midwest, upper Midwest, pretty straight. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we, we did. We, we played it rules as written, and that's. And there were some imbalances in that game as well. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but they were, but they were imbalances available to everybody. Right. And they were, they were games workshops imbalances. If yes. we, if if anybody put a comp pack on top of what Games Workshop had done, then oh, everything wrong with the comp pack was the tournament organizer's fault, and no longer yep. Games Workshop. Right. Yep. Yeah. So. And and a lot of and I would say that. They, those tournaments in the Midwest usually did not get attended as well. When you, when there was like some crazy compact on top, and you're like, no, nope, we're not going. It does. It's just now I have to remember all these extra rules. Like, right? I don't need to. Right. I don't need to reference <laughs> your packet <laughs> on top. Of it, it was enough work just figuring out how you were supposed right. to play Warhammer right. Fantasy right. from the there were, there were like a couple things. Like there were a couple things that like I was okay with. Like I'm the, not even sure I know how to play Bolt Action anymore. <laughs> no, I, I mean. Uh, you, you like move forward six inches and you roll some dice and then you wait for something else to happen. Is that is that's that that's about right? And then okay, and, then Dale close. smokes you with some SMGs, yes. And and then you like say something obscene and then roll a six and then good Bar. stuff happens. You're right back in it. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right? exactly right. That's okay, bolt action. Action. that's bolt action. Okay, it's, never mind. I'm good. It's super swingy. It. Yeah, I'm still okay. back in there. Well, that's um, that's Warhammer Eighth Edition. You just need to roll the sixes for your spells. And right, well, I thought you're I right thought, back in. I thought I thought Warhammer is like you just roll more fours than the other guy. Is that or is that forty k? That, that seems about right. Yeah, 
Anyways, so anyway, so, right. yeah, we're right. clearly at the end of the episode, right, Rick? Clearly, clearly, we are we have tangented off. I don't see anything more. I'm still reading here. I'm I'm actually looking and doing studying on this. There's nothing special in here other than what we've already we, talked about. We've seen a lot of the stuff, like the rubber rules we mentioned, are kind of the same. You know, don't bring super heavy tanks into a city that's been yeah. blown to the ground because they don't do well. Right. Oh, constant bombardments, nasty. It's like every time you draw a dice, you can do a preparatory bombardment. What? Keep them out of your setup zone. Yeah. Yes, good point. It's no, yeah, the rest of them are all the same. All right. Or, yeah. I've, we've hit the bottom of the page. I do feel like this, They like you like you guys have said earlier, they nail, They keep nailing these books. I'm not. Yes. I'm not. Just the pictures alone oh, are for sure. so super cool just to look yeah. through and like, oh, I could, I could build a table like that. And then I'd be like. And, and and then what would I do with it? I have like a dozen tables. You <laughs> you'd have, like, you'd have but I have three. to build a table like that. So you you know? could, if you make a six foot, a six foot Stalingrad table, it's perfect for this, right? Like we, Unless like I put Dale's, Dale's. Yeah, well, just, <laughs> just have Dale paint it. We can we can we can do more tables on the sides of mine. I'll show you exactly how I did it. It wasn't Ooh. hard. <laughs> I've got I've got plans and material for. F- for two additional tables on each side of my existing table. Dear Lord. Is, is, deep, that, is that a total of three tables or a total of five tables? That's a total of five tables. Nice. So mine's sense, in the middle. Sense, sensing There's, theme for next year, Operation Snafu. Don't read into it, anybody. John Stentz. So there's there's my table that currently exists, then there's a residential block next to that, and then the downtown area, and then on the opposite side there's the factory, and then the river um, with the railroad yard and the dock. So. <laughs> Jesus, that yeah, sounds Lord. amazing. Okay. I'm trying to figure out who is the one that has the pre-painted Stalingrad stuff because there's a company out there that makes that, and it's fantastic looking. Oh, that's uh, Black Sight Studios. Black Sight Studios. That's yep, what am I, deep cut. Yep. I've got, I've got quite, a, quite a few kits from them sitting right here. So, so yep. oh, I would, I'm curious to hear the, what you think the quality is like on those. I, I, haven't, I haven't cracked open the box okay. because that's sitting next to all the Sarissa stuff that I've got. <laughs> and, but I'll, I'll bring in the uh, Black Sight stuff. Um, yeah, just, just if you Thursday. have one. Yeah, that'd be, yeah. That'd be hey, fantastic. So, so we're, all, uh, we're all in our quarantine stage. We can maybe talk together and paint Get all a lot of hobbying done during yeah. that time. Right, if we get into our quarantines here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna quick throw another since we're plugging companies I'm gonna throw another quick shout out to Gaddis Gaming I was able to do a few contact him he'll do special orders of his miniatures which is super cool oh cool so yeah. big help because I like wanted to add out of stock or something uh no no I just wanted to order something specific from so like I wanted a couple special weapons teams but I didn't want the variety pack and so I just emailed oh, him he was super it. cool about that so do you want oh, that's big, really cool do you want flamethrowers I did order some flamethrowers and some <laughs> other and some other guys yeah it's, that was the- yeah, I might need flamethrowers for the for the coronavirus. You know, right, so. just nuke it from orbit. It seems right. Like just, just have a flamethrower fountain like outside. Yeah, that sounds like a different podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's We're sweet. Done. Yeah, I don't think we have anything else. Any other thoughts on the la- on the end of the book? I loved it. It it is good. Uh, the German yeah, side I, is weak, but whatever. But whatever. It's it's not like stupid weak. It's just the, the Soviets got candy and we got you know carrots. You know, Still again, you. again from from reading just the this, the the history side of it is like they do encompass the Osprey Publishing and those books that you would buy on your own. Plus, you get the goodness of the bolt action stuff right there with it. For sure, yeah, totally worth it. Plus, and Steve, 
they even credit the maps to Osprey that they've like taken from them. So yeah, yeah. Stalingrad. Really good. Stalingrad was a pretty iconic conflict, and yeah. I think this book actually does a pretty good job. And and the the addition of the campaign in the back actually kind of gives gives me encouragement to be like, you know what, this this might be kind of cool to kind of do and go through these. So oh, for sure, the yeah, campaign. Absolutely. Is worth it alone. The campaign yeah. play is worth it yeah. alone. That's a nice yeah. addition that they needed. It. Yeah, it's I hope it's a couple they, pages in the back of the book. I don't want to overblow it, oversell it, you know. Um, but I think it's clever. It's well done, and it gives extra additional value to the book that I hadn't seen before. So I, almost every scenario where they have specific terrain called out, they terrain called out. They actually do say you can instead use this. Realize you don't have everything available to you. So yeah. that that they're really playing into the campaign style for it, which is good. I like it. Yeah, I, like a, you said, a pre-order already for crying out loud. Right, I was going to say, it's a great book. Great book. Highly recommend. Yeah. It's, again, I hope they start doing the campaign thing for all the other books or future books and, like, just yep. keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe I'll eventually play Soviet, but right. probably not. Uh, not likely. All right. Maybe we'll all play Soviets. <laughs> well, again, thanks for letting us get a preview of the book. We, again, looks like everyone pre-ordered it. Uh, yep. Maybe you should too. It sounds like it's coming out at the end of this month, uh, end of March. If, I'm assuming this is going to get out before then, but who the hell knows? Package uh, the this, coronavirus. This should actually be virus free if you download it. There so. you go. See, there you go. Yep. A good solid entertainment for at home when you're stuck in your house with a bubble over it and whatever else happens. All right, say it, Pat. Do it. This is Snafu over and out. Uh, good night, guys. <laughs>
Поплыли туманы над рекой, Выходила на берег Катюша, Эх, да на высокой на берег крутой. I could put four words in the agenda and you guys would fill ten hours. Well, good. Then we have lots more material. Dude, you put charging in there. That thing was, that we, that was inevitably going to be an entire podcast. Because oh, it's not fixed yet. Well, we, that, we, we promised no. to talk about charging a while ago. So. Right. We, we did, and we, we promised to talk about it again, and now we've skipped it for two episodes and came back to it, and it was just <laughs> like, oh my god, we still don't really understand exactly what it is, and it's still not clear in the book what it's supposed to be, and...